Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by Manscaped, the very best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Oh my god. Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code LGB at manscaped.com. Look good, smell good, feel good with Manscaped. As the world's only personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment and your DNA, ID Life provides its members with high-quality ingredients backed by pure science. It's science. Check out rockinthatidlife.com and speak with Dustin about how you can reach your goals today. That's rockinthatidlife.com. Centerize Brewery is a proud sponsor of Let's Go Blues Radio. Visit centerizebury.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or make a reservation in their awesome tap room. That's Center Ice Brewery located in Midtown St. Louis. Let's go blues. Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a Donnie Brook. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> Are we like Ogilcorp? Are we suspended? I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, Selfish hockey. hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it! No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Welcome to Season 9, Episode 26 of Let's Go Blues Radio. We're the often imitated, but the uh, we are never duplicated. The original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Uh, support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by Manscaped.com and by RockinThatIDLife.com. And by CenterizeBrewery.com. So uh, check out our sponsors and and uh, help us out. Help them out. Uh, we're broadcasting live this Wednesday, March 10th, 2021. This is franchise episode number 292 all time. Your hosts tonight are used for the Kurt Price, Bill Day, and Jeff Ponder. And for your listening pleasure, for the next little while, we'll be talking St. Louis Blues hockey. To interact with the show on social media, we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just uh, do a search for us. If you're listening to the show, um, I'm assuming that you guys can all use the internet. Uh, we are dual live streaming right now on YouTube and Facebook. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the show. Smash that bell and uh, so you can get notifications when we do go live. Uh, Jeff and Bill. Jeff is, um, he is he's not on assignment. He is en route, I guess you'd say. So he should be here in a second. Uh, Bill, how you doing, sir? I'm I'm well. I'm, I'm rocking my brand new Habs reverse retro sweater tonight, uh, waiting for their game, which doesn't start for another 25 minutes, because NHL, thank you. Um, but yeah, I'm doing well. Uh, happy to be here. Hope I can help the team. <laughs> Excuse me. I got uh, LA and Anaheim on the TV right now since... Um, I have yet to uh, log out of my NHL app and log back in on my Roku. I keep forgetting to do that. And every time I start, we start the show, I go to put one of the games on and it says no video feeds available. So I got to, apparently I've got to log out and log back in. I keep forgetting to do that on my Roku. You got to fix that. In my, yeah, my office, my studio. So whatever. Uh, first world problem. Um, 
we uh, we launched a couple weeks ago or a week and a half ago, whatever it was, we launched a Discord server. If you go to letsgoblues.com slash Discord, D-I-S-C-O-R-D, you can check that out, uh, some more information about that. It's basically a, a uh, chat room on steroids kind of thing where you can go and you can chat with Blues fans, but you can, uh, you know, via texting, uh, chat messaging, but you can also uh, do it with a microphone, with your voice. So there are rooms set up for that, and uh, we're on there every once in a while after shows uh, to chat, and we're on there every once in a while after uh, games, to do post-game chats and things, which has been a lot of fun. On there talking with people, there's been a handful of folks in there, uh, the times we've been in there uh, after games and after shows talking, so it's been a lot of fun. So if uh, you guys want to check that out, letsgoblues.com slash discord, D-I-S-C-O-R-D. And uh, you, there's instructions. There's a join now link. If it's Discord, might look confusing to people. Just you know, join and log in and check it out. And it's not it's not too bad once yeah. you have it. Yeah, slight learning curve, but you know, if you've figured out how to, you know, live stream a podcast or you know anything like that, it's not difficult. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's like uh, what I like I said, like a chat room on steroids kind of thing. So, and uh, Jeff has joined us. Uh, sir, how are you? Oh, <laughs> I mean, put you on the spot there before you, before your headphones oh, I'm get great. On. Yeah, still trying to get everything going, but uh, hey, everybody, uh, good to be here. And uh, hello, you attractive men. Have you guys gone over uh, Bill's jersey yet? Uh, he, he mentioned mm. it, I and mean, I just saw how nice it looked. Uh, yeah, and Austin just... Austin asked about it in the chat, and uh, it is the uh, Yasperi Kakaniemi number fifteen. One of the so, more one um, of the more fun names to say in the NHL. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it was it was between um, this or uh, Carey Price. Uh, only ones available at this point. Very very hard to get one of these jerseys. I actually had to buy it from Tricolo Sports, um, the Montreal Canadiens actual their. Uh, uh, team store um, and uh, yeah it's amazingly it got it got here within a week uh, going huh. through customs and everything wow. so I was I was impressed don't you have a price but, jersey uh, already exactly yeah. exactly why I went with Cock and the Emmy okay. oddly so. enough I, I do not have a price jersey <laughs> yeah, that's I think crazy I, I think I've told the story that when Kerry Price first came up in the NHL there was a uh, I, I was looking for a graphic online for, for uh, sticks, hockey sticks, for something I was putting together, some kind of graphic or something for for letsgoblues.com, I think it was. And uh, so I did a search, and I found a row of, of hockey sticks, like behind the bench, just like a close-up, and it showed the players' names on the sticks. And I didn't think much of it. Oh, it's a nice little stock photography of sticks. Okay. And then I saw C. Price on one of the sticks. And for a second... I was like, why is my stick here? <laughs> I kid you not. For like, like two or three seconds, I'm like, well, that's weird. My stick is here. Oh, no, that's Carrie Price. That's not Kurt Price. That's, yeah. Think, use your brain. <laughs> that's not Kurt Price uh, on uh, on Google's uh, hockey sticks. <laughs> when did I make the NHL? Yeah. I was like, that, why, what's my stick doing there? Oh, yeah, that's right. He just started playing. <laughs> And I couldn't tell it was a goalie stick because it was just the handle, right? Just the shaft. Yeah. Anyway. Well, sorry I'm late, boys. 
You're fine. You're fine. Uh, yeah, it's it's fine. We can smell you from here. It's all good. Yeah. You can, I'm sure. I literally d- walked d- in. I walked in and the wife goes, oh, you're, you're going to go do the show without showering? And I'm like, nobody can smell me except myself. It's not smell-o-vision. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, guys. You know what I did before I walked on and, uh, you know, walked down here and, and set everything up? I spritzed myself with a little manscaped. Little cologne. Just just for us. Well, we appreciate that. Thank you. For myself. <laughs> for your, for, oh, my for yourself. <laughs> well, you know, if anybody else wants to enjoy wants to enjoy Jeff right now, they can just get if you have an old pair of hockey gloves, just put them like under your nose while you watch the show. Yep. Uh you might get that you might get some idea. That's some four D shit, right? <laughs> Is that how that works? Yeah. Smell a vision? You know, it, it's so funny. I, I, okay. My more recently in when I would play, uh, I took much better care of my equipment after I was done playing, done playing pickup or whatever. I'd go home and I would air out my bag. I'd take stuff out. I wash clothes right away. I would, you know, and I, I, I would take care of it so it wouldn't get so bad. And it when it worked, believe it or not. But man, back in the day, um, well, you you'd play, you'd have a game. Say you'd have a game a week in your men's league. You'd have all your equipment in your bag. And after the game, and it's all soaked with sweat, right? It's all wet. And then you put it, say, in your car or in wherever, in the garage or in your room. And the next week, your bag doesn't get opened back up again until the game next week. And when you open your bag for the following week's game and your equipment is still wet with sweat from the week before, that is disgusting. And you have to put it on. For <laughs> anyway, me, that was... That... Yeah, that... That there is a special, special, only hockey players know the feeling of oh that slime is against my skin. <laughs> yeah. And after a while, it's like after so many years of doing that, you just accept it as a thing, and you don't care anymore. It's like ah, that's where that's how it is. I don't care. I'll shower later. <laughs> and it takes yeah, that, it. You got to scrub those hands to get your hand. I mean, it takes a lot to get that smell for, off your for hands me. Too. It was it was always the the apartment life. It was when I lived in a one bedroom apartment, and it was like I have nowhere to put my pads, and I'd bring them upstairs. And you know, there was a little spot in the utility closet. I I kind of customly fit everything in there. So most times it was like this sucks. I'm just gonna leave it in my car, you know. So yeah, same yep. thing. Awful. And like it's funny now. Now I like hang shit up to dry. Yeah. I wash my clothes after every time I play. My my shirt I wear under my jersey. My uh, jock strap. I I I wash it all. And it's just funny now. Like when that does happen, when I have to like put on wet equipment, I'm like. <laughs> how did I do this? Like every time I played before, I, uh, I, I, I mean, I had the best so many years uh, playing men's league and pickup. I would, I would have a, b- a bottle of Febreze at home, and after I take the stuff out of my bag, I'd, I'd quickly spritz my equipment with Febreze, to, you know, just to get rid of all that crap. It's, it's weird how much you you grow up with uh, uh, equipment smell, uh, or you can grow up. I guess some people don't. Uh, uh, I know. Uh, uh, I think my I think it was Jeff Bill or maybe it was you. Somebody was telling the story one time in the winter. We had a we had a game in the locker room. Someone opened their bag and said, "Oh man, my bag was out in my shed or something," and uh, it was cold and freezing, and their equipment was frozen from the sweat, from being sweaty and wet the week before, and it was just it was just like all their your, their hockey pants were like uh, starched. <laughs> they were so stiff yeah. from being frozen. From the yeah, sweat. that was that was Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, no, the, the, you know, 
I had during my playing days, I, I would do the same thing. Like I I'm very lazy, didn't want to take the uh, the bag out of the car. <laughs> that was work. I had during my playing days, I had two hatchbacks that I drove. So yeah. I remember <laughs> nobody I remember. wanted to ride my car. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, just, remember, uh, remember Keith's uh, 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 his process before the games with his gold league glove with his trapper. He would he'd have a hair dryer. Remember that. He he plug in the hair dryer and his his equipment his his trapper was was still his goalie glove was still wet from the week before so he'd stick a hair dryer in the glove like for about ten minutes while he was suiting up <laughs> fifteen yeah. minutes and it, and that, that that warm that warm, it was like a it was like a a, a, a air freshener a hockey we a glove air freshener for the entire locker room which made it it was a warm it was just kind of made it that much worse <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fresher is the wrong word. Yeah, polluter. No. Polluter. Yeah, it was like toxic, right? Definitely the right <laughs> word. <laughs> oh, the good old days. <laughs> I can still smell it, man. I'm still. Oh, I definitely can. I'm. I'm still. <laughs> I'm still <laughs> living those good old days, baby. You're festering <laughs> in it right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like a battle of manscaped versus the hockey smell. It's. Uh, it's the. Uh, it's. It's. Well, it's. It's. It's I don't know what it is. It's it's just uh, the the life, right? This is what we do when you play hockey. You just learn to live with the disgusting smell that is hockey. Yeah, but at least when, and you, yeah. and you you hope the significant other learns to accept it as well. It, yep. Yeah. That, that was and and if they do, you know, you got a good one. Right? Well, it's always funny uh, when you're with someone for a while and they understand and they've come to accept the hockey smell. Uh, because you can talk about it, and it's it's hockey smells just one of those things. It's a it's a unique scent that does not exist in any other sport <laughs> anywhere. Hockey smell has its own smell. It's uh, it's something different. It's not just bo. It's something different. It's like bo and mold, and uh, I don't know rancidness. <laughs> we had weird. a we had a we had a tournament like the week before COVID. You know, all the shutdowns started last year around this time, really, and um, we. Uh, we were making the joke like, you know, oh, they're not going to shut the rink down because this is where COVID comes to die. The hockey stink will take <laughs> care of COVID. <laughs> yes. That would be a good fight. Let's see that under a microscope. Yeah. <laughs> well, the uh, speaking of, uh, uh, well, well, let's get off the, the sense and get into the tastes. So our official beers of episode number two ninety two. Wow, what a segue! I'm 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 the I'm the master of the I'm just I'm the master of segues. Not really. That's that's a lie. You just listen to last week's show. And you, <laughs> <laughs> you mean the one you edited out? Right. Well, the the YouTube one is still there. It's like here here's a segue, yeah. and then we just do it. Uh, you can follow each of us on the Untapped app. Uh, my handle is at cprice12. Jeff's is at jponder94. Bill's is at billyblunote33. Bill, what is your beverage this evening? My beverage of this evening is uh, courtesy of uh, special delivery by one Kurt Price 12. Um, nice. Revolving Pale Ale Series number six, the American Dry Hopped Ale. Um, from Sunrise Brewery. Oh, hey, look! You guys can't have the same beer. That's, that's against the rules. We're, I'm, I'm not we're drinking twinsies. it yet. This, this is my second <laughs> beer. <laughs> mm, we're twinsies. But my my second beer is Kurt's first beer. So, 
Wow. Yeah. We're going all in on this sponsorship. Well, uh, I was, uh, Amy and I were there for uh, last weekend. So, uh, saw the, uh, the blues lose again. That's a se- second time in a row went to sunrise and saw the blues lose. So that's That's a trend that's going to have to change because I ain't going to stop going there. <laughs> so they're going to start winning eventually. Uh, how, how is it, Bill? It's good. You like it? Oh, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Nice, nice, good, crisp pale ale could, uh, you know, crush a couple of these on a show if I if I were so inclined. I uh, I like that little label on that on that can. It's a cool design. It's simple, but I like it. Yeah. The uh, the background. Cool design. Yeah. The graphic they, designer in me do, appreciates it. Yeah, they do a great job. All of their all of their cans have great designs. Yes, agreed. Jeff, what's your first beer of the show? My first beer of the show is uh, something that is coming back on the shelves right now, and I am very happy about that. My One of my favorite beers, probably my favorite summertime beer, the Contact High from uh, Four Hands. Yes, it is an IPA, but it is uh, just the right amount of hops. Um, and it's, <laughs> it's just, just just the right amount of IPA. <laughs> it, it really is. I mean, it's it's such a good – and then, you know, we talk about the graphics on the can. Like, I love that. It's like an old pinball machine. Yeah. Um, Forehands cool does a great stuff. job with graphics, too. I love their artwork on their cans and bottles. Yep. So that is my first beer. But, of course, like Bill, uh, my second beer is going to be this wonderful Revolving Pale Ale Series 6 from our friends at Center Ice Brewery. Uh, <clears throat> mine tonight – and I haven't had a Center Ice beer on the show in a while, so it's funny that, that uh, I have one tonight when Bill does as well. But I've got uh, – and I got them in my center ice glass too. So those are those are pretty sweet. Um, but I've got the old arena lager, which we're talking about labels. That's pretty cool. Uh, nice drawing of the old arena on the label there. Yeah, yeah that's that's a beaut, Clark. Yeah, she's a beaut, Clark. Nope, good classic lager. Like it. Good stuff. Um, actually, actually, when we went there, I got this, which, you know, for those who know, it's a growler, and it's a growler full of beer. So I didn't, instead of getting bottles, I got the growler. So I've got that to a, polish off. You have a Stanley growler. <clears throat> I did, too. The Stanley cup growler, if you will. Yeah. It's a pretty it's a pretty nice vacuum-sealed growler. I like it, which as all good growlers that is, are. That is beauty. She's a beauty fish. Uh, today in uh, Blues History, courtesy of the at STL Blues History Twitter account, March 10th, 1985, Doug Wickenheiser recorded his first hat trick for the St. Louis Blues, his second in his career in the St. Louis Blues 6-2 win versus the Detroit Red Wings. I miss the Red Wings in the Central. Damn it. Yeah. I miss being in the Especially Central. Especially the night. Yeah. The 1985 Detroit Red Wings, who were just god awful, or the 2021 Detroit Red Wings. Yeah. Yeah. Things go in cycles. True. March 10th, 2015, Barrett Jackman got the game-winning goal, scored from outside the blue line with a minute three remaining, versus the Winnipeg Jets. This was a, uh, if I remember correctly, I didn't look this up. Uh, this was a very big goal. Um, standings game winner. Well, I know that. <clears throat> but I mean, as far as standings goes, uh, I mm-hmm. think Winnipeg was chasing us at the time. They're right behind mm-hmm. us, I believe, uh, within a couple points. And this this really made it difficult for them to catch us. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, down the stretch. I remember that game very well because that was uh, 
That was when I was in the media, and I remember right after the game, it was uh, Bear Jackman better be available because he's got a lot of splaining to do after scoring that goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was from outside the blue line. He just kind of wristed it. And yeah. Yeah, it was missed uh, by Andre Andre Pavlik, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I just missed it. And, and that was yeah, that was that was the knock, right? The the uh, the Jets, um, you know, were were starting to uh, to become competitive, but the knock was they couldn't couldn't get a clutch save from a goaltender, and that that was Pavlik's mo, um, give up a. a an opportune softy and that was one of the softest of them all um but yeah i i, I too remember that uh, that goal and uh just a huge huge swing uh huge jolt of a momentum uh it, it gave the blues into the playoffs uh march and i, I didn't forget uh I, I saw darren grice in the uh youtube chat he Requested in the Discord a Discord conversation, letsgoblues.com slash Discord if you want to find out more information about that, uh, that <clears throat> I check out uh, Narrow Gauge Brewery in St. Louis. And so Amy and I did that uh, last weekend before we went to uh, Center Ice and hung out to watch the game. We made a trip over to Narrow Gauge. So before, after we get done with this, I'll, I'll mention that too. So I did forget. So uh, March 10th, 1976, Gary Unger of the St. Louis Blues Broke the NHL record for most consecutive games with his 631st in the Blues uh, game versus the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, March 10th, 1982. This was this was cool. I love it when uh, the at STL Blues History Twitter account posts old ads from the paper. Uh, this was a uh, play Atari games with Blake Dunlop, Bernie Federico, Wayne Babich, Mike Liute, and Perry Turnbull, the St. Louis Blues. It's an ad for Atari. Atari was huge at the time. So this was 1982. Uh, so you could uh, bring your quarters and challenge your favorite blues hockey stars to a game of Donkey Kong, Pac-Man, Tempest, and more. These aren't arcade games. This is on the Atari. So if you, if you think back, if you remember the Atari back in 1982, which I do, I had Pac-Man. I had Donkey Kong. Uh, it was kind of cool at the time to have a version of the arcade at home. But let's be honest, those games kind of sucked. <laughs> I, I do believe there's a lot of complaints about Pac-Man uh, on the Atari system and how, how I don't know, 8-bit-y it was. I mean, I mean what do you expect? It's, it's, it's a, that's what the system was, but I remember complaints about it. You guys, uh, you didn't go do this build, did you? I mean, like, Liu was oh, there. God. It, I know. I Like, seeing this ad today makes me mad at my parents because... <laughs> I mean, I'm, I I would have just turned six years old. Yeah. These are my favorite players, <laughs> and we had an Atari. Uh-huh. I could have I could have gone and beat Mike Leute in Donkey Kong, and that <laughs> that would have been great. God, did you have Pac-Man for Atari? I I think we did. Yeah. We it, it wasn't good. We some I it, at this point like I cleaning out the the garage i found video olympics the oh, cartridge nice. for oh, wow. video yeah, olympics yeah, yeah, yeah. so <laughs> I, I don't know I, I just why uh, why would i randomly keep that one cartridge if anybody what about if any i was like, if anybody wants to look up uh interesting atari games there were there were basically atari games that were porn 
that were made and sold to play in the Atari system. So give give that a look. It's on Wikipedia, I think. There are a number of titles that were that were made by third parties that were just porn. So eight bit porn on Atari. That's that's hot. <laughs> uh, did you uh, did you guys ever play the ET game, which is rated by many to be uh, the yes. worst game in history? It was a it, mm-hmm. it sold a lot of copies, but not yeah. as many as they wanted, not near as many as they wanted. But a lot of people had it. We had it, um, it was, and yeah. it is awful. It really is. It makes no there, sense. There's a documentary on that, the making right. of it, yeah. which right. is mm-hmm. fascinating. Mm-hmm. I saw uh, that. And isn't it, that's the one that. Um, People have gone to the to that like a landfill in Arizona yeah. to try well, to excavate they all did. of the copies that they buried. They did. They found them. They found yeah. them. But the thing is that mm. the documentary talked about this guy, this developer, <clears throat> and he was coming off. <clears throat> he was coming off developing a, a previous game that was a huge success, and he was asked to do the the ET game, and he only had. I think it was a couple of weeks or a few weeks to do it to come up with a tar- uh, this ET game, and usually, you know, it took I think a few months to develop a game, um, and he got it done in a couple of weeks. And he said he didn't sleep; he 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 burned himself out uh, trying to get this game done. And when he was done, he was so proud of it. But uh, and then it it just flopped. And well, didn't didn't he say that he he brought it to Spielberg and Spielberg said no, you got to change this, this, and this, and they were all terrible suggestions, but they were all on such a deadline. They were like, we just got to do it, do what he wants, and it was just yeah. it made an awful game. Right, right, yeah. I it, it's a it's a great documentary. You get a look. It's on I don't know if it's on Netflix or YouTube or somewhere, but look for it and give it a look. It's a, it's pretty fascinating if you're into if you into that kind of thing. Uh, this is not, uh, a today in blues history. This is March 7th, 1988, but, uh, it, it figures a pretty prominent thing in blues history. It's only a few days ago. So, uh, we'll, we'll mention it. Uh, the trade, I guess is what you can call it. Uh, Holland Bozak to St. Louis from Calgary. And in return, Calgary gets Rob Ramage and Rick Wamsley. What's, and that's, I mean, everyone knows about the trade, but when you see the article, uh, especially Tom Wheatley's take on it, which is kind of funny, because Tom Wheatley kind of criticizes the trade. The the the, the post uh, dispatch re- uh, reporter, Tom Wheatley, blues reporter, he uh, he was not about it. He's basically giving up too much. Um, although the headline did say a good trade if Hall becomes a sniper, but it doesn't seem like Wheatley is sold on Hall becoming a sniper. <laughs> so that's it's it's funny to look back on it. And uh, you know, maybe the greatest pure goal scorer in NHL history, uh, and uh, just, just and, and, and obviously you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. It's a really rough uh, critique of Wheatley's commentaries, but uh, it's just kind of funny to see uh, what someone thought of the trade at the time when he was not that big on it. Let me ask you guys it, the trade. You mentioned the trade, and that is a lot of people still to this day. You say the trade in Blues history, and that's the one they think of. What's the trade in modern times? What do you think it is in the last, I don't know, let's say 15 years? What's, what's the trade? R- yeah. yeah. O'Reilly, Ryan hands O'Reilly's down. Got to yep. be. Not, not, and not and, just, for, for multiple reasons, for like this, I'm not, gonna say, I'm not saying O'Reilly's going to be at the level that Hull was when he was here, but, but uh, the heights that he helped take this team to, to being a, you know, the, the playoff MVP, 
uh, winning us, uh, helping us, being a major factor in us winning a cup, the first cup of franchise history, and the return, and the, the steal. So, I mean, at the time, the Hull trade, you know, people might have thought that Calgary won that <laughs> trade. But uh, there, I don't think anybody in their right mind, except for some Buffalo fans, uh, a large faction of Buffalo fans, thought that they won that trade at the time. I think yeah, pretty Riley's much lazy. everybody. Oh, yeah, and, and a cancer in the locker room, right? So it, that that was the knock on him. Couldn't play defense either. No, he, just, he was defense. terrible. No, yeah. he was terrible. Uh, cancer, good to get rid of him. And they won the trade. <laughs> that was so. I man, that, that that that's like a cherry on top to that Stanley Cup season. To look back on that, those conversations that I remember having with Buffalo fans on social media about that trade, and everyone likes to blow smoke up their own team's ass when they've made a trade. They try and spin it to say, "Oh, we won the trade." Uh, no, I mean, a lot of people like to say whoever gets the best player in the deal tends to win the trade, which uh, you know that, that's. I guess that's the case for most most teams, uh, most trades. But this one, I mean, it was obvious at the time that we got the best player. And uh, knowing the players that went back to Buffalo, being a Blues fan, seeing the – I mean, now Buffalo fans will say, yeah, well, we knew O'Reilly. Nah. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> no, we, we, we've seen O'Reilly. You guys were wrong about him. Uh, we were right about the players we sent your way because look what happened. Yep. Where's Berglund? And it's funny. I actually, I actually heard about the trade from our friend, uh, ID Life, rocking that ID Life, Dustin Paul. He just texted me and said, "Is this for real, Sabotka for O'Reilly?" And it was like a bunch of question marks. And I'm like, "What the hell is he talking about?" And I went online <laughs> and I, and that was like the original report. It was like Sabotka and a and a draft pick for O'Reilly. And I'm like. What? And I called him right away. I'm like, what is happening? This is unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, I think that was every Blues fan's response. Like, and then you you get Berglund off the team and his contract. It was how? Oh, two, how? Two bad contracts. I mean, and I'm, sure, I'm sure Buffalo felt they were getting rid of a bad contract too. And the money that was due O'Reilly in the offseason after 2019, after we won the cup, he was due a large chunk of money. And Buffalo didn't want to pay that. So, and that was that was a large chunk of their. It was a salary dump on their end. So, I mean, when you when you salary dump a player, there the, you might not get fair value in return. And they did not. I mean, it's one of the it's one of the biggest uh, train robberies in NHL history, in my opinion. I mean, considering what happened right after the fact. Oh my God, how often do you see a trade like that pay off in dividends like it did the very next season? The very next season, right. Yeah, almost, almost never. Um, Jesse Hill does bring up another uh, very underrated trade. Yes, but uh, Latera for Shen. That was a, another one, and and yeah. I was I was not. I mean, not as ecstatic. I mean, I was a Latera basher at the time because I mean, who mm-hmm. was who wasn't? I mean, that his play and that that contract that Armstrong stupidly signed him to the extension was just dumb. Uh, and so for us to unload that, whew, and to get Shen, I was I was ecstatic. And Shen's been better than I thought he was going to be with us. Yeah. I mean, I liked Shen at the time, but he's been to me. To me, Shen is the stereotypical St. Louis Blues player, if there is such a thing. He yeah, is. I agree. He is the model uh, guy that Blues fans love. He he would fit in back in the eighties in the Blues. Uh, oh he's, yeah. Yeah, he's just he's just that kind of guy. He and plays a big game. I'm, yeah, he plays a big game. He plays physical. He doesn't take any crap. Uh, he's productive. Um, he's he's a colorful guy. 
Um, I, 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 what's not to love? And I know that when when uh, his contract was due to be up the following season, and uh, uh, the there was rumors that you know a lot of social media was like, "Oh, Shen's gone. Shen's gone." They're going to move. They're going to trade him. The deadline is gone, and I always stood pat. I was like, "No, I don't want." I mean, I, I don't want Shen to go, and I don't think he's going to go. I think he's a guy this team really needs, and I, and I was like, I understand why people think that he's the guy to go because he was going to be asking for a lot of money, and uh, and he's just a guy that you know contracts up. He's the kind of guy that just goes somewhere else. You know, but then he ditched his agency and he got somebody else. He wanted to stay here, and boom. So not only is the the kind of player on the ice that Blues fans love, but he basically made leaps and bounds to make it so he could stay here by ditching uh, the agency that Petro had that made it so difficult to resign here. Uh, he signed somebody else to make sure he got resigned here. So I mean, what's not to love? I mean, I, as far I don't even care. I mean. Maybe I'll we'll discuss this more when, at the end of his contract, but I want Shen here for life based on that alone. Oh, if you're 100%. gonna, if you're gonna, yeah, if you're gonna uh, ditch your agency and get somebody else in here just so you can stay here and you're productive and you're a good player, uh, and there's, I mean, you, I mean, who who has complaints about Shen? Anybody for, about anything and, really? And I said on this show before that that back in that day, back when all that was happening and O'Reilly first stepped up and. You know, the Blues were in that terrible tailspin right before they, they went on their run in 2019. I remember saying, like, people want to build this team around Schwartz and Tarasenko. I want to build this team around O'Reilly and Shen. I think those two are the guys that you need to look at. And nothing against Schwartz and Tarasenko, but those are the guys that, that I want to have this team modeled after to keep them you know, with this team until they retire. That's the kind of guys I want on my roster. And I I you know a lot of people still say that Shen extension was was poor. I disagree. I I think he's still by the end of his contract he's still going to be playing decent enough hockey. It's not going to be a Steen situation where he's playing fourth line minutes. He might be on the third line, but I think he's still a guy that you can put out there on the penalty kill. He'll still yeah. be a power play guy. I think he's going to be just fine by the end of his contract. I agree. I, I think Shen is the kind of guy that would. Kind of like Steen at the end of his career, where you move him down the lineup, and he finds an excellent role down the lineup uh, when he is no longer quite as productive offensively. Uh, he can play more of a checking role. Uh, I think he would excel at that. I agree completely. So a third or fourth line guy, Shen, uh, at the end of his career here, uh, would be fantastic. I think. Uh, so Rob Ramage was part of this trade going back to. Uh, Calgary when we required Hall. Uh, Rob Ramage was sporting the quite the stash at the time. Uh, I think the article even refers to him as a Tom Selleck like guy. I think that was one of the one of the arguments Wheatley made for for uh, like oh a negative a con for sending Ramage away is that oh he's a Tom, he's he's attractive ladies like him he's got the Tom Selleck look going. <laughs> but uh, you know maybe you know nowadays if you got that uh, mustache going you could uh, you manscape that thing off your face and because uh, I don't know if that's I mean. We got uh, Falk who's got the stash going, so I maybe a little manscape for him. I don't know. Wait, I don't know. Maybe. I'm telling you, you better be prepared because when I yank it out, everybody in that audience, with the exception of my wife, is going to be running for the exits. 
Get prepared for St. Patrick's Day with Manscaped if you're going to get a little lucky. Manscaped is the global leader for blow-the-waist grooming and an official sponsor of Let's Go Blues Radio. You and your partner will get lucky, all right? Their lawnmower 3.0 will showcase your pot of gold like no other. Get the performance package now to receive their two free gifts, the Manscaped boxers and the Shed travel bag. To ensure you have the best tools for your family jewels, visit manscaped.com and use promo code LGB for 20% off and free international shipping. Also, every purchase at manscaped.com goes towards contributions made to the Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection. There's gold at the end of the rainbow with Manscaped. It's a hard life picking stones and pulling teats, but sure as God's got sandals, it beats fighting dudes with treasure trails. As far as Manscaped go, uh, do not forget also about their famous liquid formulations. Their crop preserver, ball deodorant, and crop reviver, ball toner to uh, maximize your ball hygiene and routine. So if you if you don't practice good ball hygiene, you know what good are you? Who wants to be around you? Don't be sitting next to me at Sunrise Brewery when you don't have good when you don't practice good ball hygiene. Come on. I don't Nobody right that. now. Is that an issue? No, you're not practicing good ball hygiene right now? Well, not right at this moment. I'm it's, sitting it's kinda, in my own filthy sweat. <laughs> I was going to say, it's kind of hard after a game, but you do have the, the Manscaped wipes that you could take advantage of after a game, too, to uh, to clean that shit up. I do have that. I should have used yeah. those. What was I thinking? I don't know. You, you could have totally taken advantage of the Manscaped spot and gone and taken care of some business. <laughs> I could have done a live spot on the show. Of how to use you, the ball wipes. You could have. I may have to. Well, like you us, could still. I could. Yeah, I could I censor that out with a nice little sensor block over you. Yeah, we could. We could do that. And it'll be and a then, very tiny sensor block. And then get dropped by the sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> all of those sponsors, by the way, get dro- all of our sponsors just drop us overnight. I think That'd Dustin be, uh, will throw more money at us. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin will be like, "Yes, more of that." Twenty percent off. <laughs> Plus free shipping with the code LGB at manscaped.com. Check that out. You're at your computer probably right now, right? Or maybe your phone. Maybe you're in the car. But if it's your computer listening, just open a new tab. Let manscaped.com. Check out what they got. Oh, you like that? Okay, give it a try. LGB, 20% off, free shipping. It's a good deal. Uh, so, some blues topics. There was a we, I hear that we went on a successful road trip, guys. Um, six games. Four oh and two. Some people, you might not think that that it was successful. Well, you know, well, when you lose two overtimes in a, you get two OTLs in a row. Uh, there's one, a one with what one with a three nothing lead at one point. Yeah, right. I know. So I mean, that's yeah, and that's that's the kind of game where you don't say, at least we got a point, which the show title is hinting back to the 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 that's a very uh what's the word i'm looking for uh uh you have to be very selective in the games you use that term uh there are situations where when you lose in overtime you can't always say at least we got a point you're up three nothing it's not it's not it's never good to lose in overtime you're up three nothing that's ever, a, ever, a loss ever. is a loss at that point right but they did get a point that is a that is a positive, but it's not one you want to talk about because that's like way down the list as far as things that you can you can talk about and smile about for well, that game. Well, and and I mean you you can sit here and say, well, at least they got a point, but at the end of the season, maybe there's a standings difference, and you say if they got one more point, then all of a sudden they're in the you know the the number two seed and have home ice advantage or whatever it is. So it goes both ways. So when you look at a game like the game against L.A., you go you're up three nothing and you lose. Yeah, they got a point, but they should have had two. So 
really, at the end of the day, it's the exact opposite. It's, well, they should have gotten two points. Right. Well, just from a fan perspective, I think it's even worse because it's a, a late game on the West Coast and – you know, after a long day, who wants to sit up, you know, watch a game and your hopes are dashed that, that, you know, drastically, uh, just left a really bad taste in my mouth. To and it's the, and the way it was that all went down. Yeah. I mean, and that was the, that was the Kings too. And it was such a good start to that game. This is the game that I was at center ice with, with Amy, uh, and, uh, oh my gosh, up three, nothing early in the first period, pretty early in the game. Uh, the 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 people at the at Centerized Brewery were just you know hooting and hollering. There are people at the bar buying shots, um, and a shout out to uh, uh, Jack Adams from the Let's Go Blues dot com forums back in the day. Uh, it was funny because I was at the bar and I at, at Center Ice, and I tweeted out a, a I took a picture of the the taps and the TVs and stuff and and tweeted out and said yeah I'm I'm at Center Ice you know enjoying the game come on down and. I guess uh, the guy a couple seats down from us at the bar, he was on Twitter and following the Blues Twitter feed, and he saw my tweet, and he <laughs> he was like, "That he looks to my, he looks to his right, looks at it, and he's like that that is like five feet from me, ten feet from me. <laughs> That's it's right there." And so he <laughs> he turns to Amy, and he, I, I'm told this later. He goes, uh, "Is that Kurt Price?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like. What the hell? So, because uh, he saw my tweet, it's, it's probably pretty surreal to see a tweet online, like f- right where you are, just exact, almost exactly the same spot where you are. So, uh, yeah, and then it turns out it's, it, it's uh, Jack Adams from the uh, Let's Go Blues dot com forum. So that was kind of that was kind of cool. So we uh, we had a nice uh, nice conversation about stuff, and then uh, during the game, it was fantastic start. They brought a, a bottle, a big bottle of Fireball, and they. We were just doing shots uh, for after each goal, and I was never like, again. "Okay." After I will the never third touch fireball ever again. After the, ever after the third one, I was like, "This is I'm not doing this because we could win this game eight nothing <laughs> at this rate, and I'm not doing eight shots of fireball." I didn't want it. I mean, I don't. I don't. I'm not a fireball guy. I don't. I don't like fireball. But if someone gives me a fireball shot, okay. I mean, it's it's okay. I I, I chased it with an old arena lager, right? So, uh, and then the third one, I was like, geez, I can't, uh, this is the last one guys. <laughs> and this is the first period, but a uh, little did I know that I would not have the opportunity to even take another shot. So, well, I mean, you're leaving out the fact that, uh, every King's goal, you did three shots. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Can you was imagine? F- so that'd be nine. God, 12. God, that's a lot of shots. I can't even do the math. Where's no, Adam gold. Sh- you need him. Who does who does three shots? Is that a thing? Three shots for the opposing goal? That's nuts. No. Who does that? No. 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 That's that's nuts. That's crazy talk. That's a, that's that's poppycock. I'm talking here. <laughs> so uh, what happened Nate, in that that game? There was something really important that happened, Kurt. What was it? Something really important happened. It's it's in your notes. It's the first note. Oh oh, oh. Uh, the, the, the Tarasenko returned. Right. I, I, I was trying I was, to set you up. For, I was looking. I was looking at the goal scores for this game, and you were, and you were like something really hap- important happened. I'm like, oh really? Who's goal? I was gonna say Nathan Walker's first goal of the game. <laughs> well, that was, hey, by the way, that was a sick yeah. ass goal too. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Tarasenko made his return, which was fantastic, and I had said that. 
he's going to score. This is the way Tarasenko does things. He's a, a flair for the dramatic. If he's fully healthy and healed like he says he is, then uh, he's scoring this game. And I thought he looked at, he had some chances. I thought he looked good. I just, uh, he did, he couldn't pot one. How'd you guys think? Yeah, well, well, I, uh, I especially loved the overtime drive. Um, I, I mentioned that on Twitter. I, I was impressed because, you know, he, he, that's a move we've kind of seen him make before where he, he'll stop on a dime and then just rush to the net, stick handle around guys, and then just pot it top shelf. And that's what I was expecting. When I saw him make that drive right before the Kings goal was scored, mm-hmm. I was like, this is it right here. He's yeah. going to score. Yeah. And, and it was just because, I mean, Kurt, to go by what you said, you said for two weeks he's going to score in his first game. I felt and, it, man. And I, I did. I felt it, too. I thought the same thing, the, especially when that overtime. I'm like, Tarasenko is going to find a way to get open, and he's going to score. And, like, the fact that he has not – I mean, yes, he played in the bubble, but clearly he was not himself. The fact that he has really not played a good Tarasenko game in a year, and he stepped in and still made that play, I think if he's a seasoned guy, if we've got four or five games under his belt – I think he's finding a way to score that goal. And so, yes, it sucked to see the Blues lose in overtime. But the big positive from that was seeing that drive by Tarasenko made me say he's he's back. I mean, maybe he's not 100%, but he's more than 50%. He's still got the moves. He's still got the shot. He's still got the confidence, which is what's most important. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, the, the his instinct uh, isn't gone. And I I thought it, the exact same thing. It just it it just sucks that uh, you know the the puck rolled off his stick, and then Shen made just a terrible decision to try to lunge for the puck. You don't do that in three on three overtime. Yeah. You, you can't take that risk. After we're blowing, after we're like worshiping Shen earlier in the show. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah. now let's come back down to earth a little bit. <laughs> that guy's terrible. Fuck yes. him. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Carl Gunnarsson? He should have been out there instead. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> no but overall uh, I, I like tarasenko's game i uh you know i i've got as many concerns as anybody else about him but just and again i said this the, the morning of i was i've never been i can't remember the last time i was i was excited to see a guy come back from injury seeing him come back and seeing him be able to 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 still get shots off still, you know, get open for, for, you know, and he's still, he's, he's, he's still got it. You know, he's still there. It's just a matter of getting the timing back a little bit. Again, I think, I think if he does that play five games from now, that's in the back of the net. No question. Cause that's the type of player he is. Brandon Toma in the YouTube chat says, every time I tune in, Jeff is struggling with math. <laughs> Maybe you know, <laughs> if you, uh, you know, Brandon, if you uh, were to hang out with me, you would probably hear you'd be saying the same thing about every three minutes. I'm not a math guy. I make myself like, you know, people like they pull out the phone and do the calculator. I try so hard. I'm like, no, you are going to actually do this, even if it's just a simple arithmetic. And I'm always like, God damn it. I got to write it down. At least I'm awful. Uh, so the Blues do lose this game in overtime. Uh, after being up 3-0, they lose 4-3. to Disappointing end, but Tarasenko does return. He doesn't hurt his shoulder, apparently. Uh, that's a good thing. So silver linings in this game. Uh, this is the, the first... Uh, this is... Yeah, okay, so let's we'll see. Uh, 
Perico went on the IR. That was after the last game. So let's talk about the uh, the next game. Which, which, hey, real quick, can I ask, what the hell took so long to get well, him on they, IR? They, I don't know if they had a point to do it until Tarzenko came back. Well, I know, you know, but it's just like, you know, you because you can retroactively put people on IR. Like, it's clear yeah, well, he's not I, going to be back for a while. Why not go ahead and put him on there? Well, I... Mm. I don't know. I, I guess I guess they felt like they didn't have to. Maybe they. I don't know. Maybe you know what it's, maybe that it's a does. Thing. You know what that does? That really fucks up fantasy players because fantasy uh, ESPN and uh, uh, Yahoo they follow exactly what like they will not put a player mm-hmm. on IR if he's not actually on IR, and so it's like, damn it, he's not playing. Put him on fucking IR. I don't want to have to drop him. Sorry, uh, mini rant. No, I I I I, I mean. I guess we knew it was coming because I think they wanted to make a move. I, well, they didn't put him on LTIR, so I, I don't. They didn't have to make a move to bring Tarasenko back based on people who are already out and on LTIR, right? right. I mean, is uh, unless, no, you're right. Uh, unless uh, let's see, looks like, unless he already is on LTIR. No, okay, they, no, right? No, no. no. no it's Steen, Bozak, Gunnarsson, and Barbashev are the only people on LTIR. Yeah, and uh, with IR that, there's is no Pareko. Thomas Thomas could easily be on LTIR. He's he's missed already. I mean, my God. So I, yeah, I, the I don't, only reason the only reason you'd put it, and I'm not I mean, I'm just saying like the fact that Pareko was not considered IR before is silly. I don't. I'm not saying put him on LTIR. I'm just saying you know he's not going to play. He's not even skating. Why even? And same thing with Thomas. You know, I mean. But again, it's I guess it's a salary thing. There's there's probably inner workings that. Even the three geniuses on this panel don't understand. Um, well, Jesse Hill, who has Pareko on their fantasy team. LOL. Yes, that's some people do. In a deep league, you're going to have Pareko. But I'm just saying. Well, before the season as, started. As a, as a whole in the NHL, I hate that. It's like, put that guy on IR. Like there's, I used to have Sidney Crosby, and the, the, the Penguins refused to put him on IR when he was out for like 20 games. They just... Oh yeah, he's day to day. No, he's on IR. Please just put him on IR. I I guess <clears throat> I'd like to have a a capologist on here to discuss why you wouldn't put Robert Thomas on LTIR. Why isn't he on there already? Why is why is Bozak on there but not Thomas? If cuz Thomas they knew Thomas is going to be out for a long time. Easily ten games required, right? So, why not put him on there and get some get some cap relief just in case, so you don't have to worry about it later. I mean, I don't know. I, maybe it's a, uh, I don't know. I, I guess maybe because Thomas doesn't make a ton of money, and there's not a limited number of LCR spots, is there? I mean, if, if I don't they, think they, so. they've got that's, four that's, on there already, I mean, that would be silly. That'd be silly. I don't, I don't see I, why there would be. I'm just saying. I, I guess because I, I, the, the players that are on LTIR uh, make the most money out of the players that are hurt, except for Pareko. So if Pareko is going to be on IR, and he's already missed eight games, is that right? So he's going to miss the 10 required, so why not put him and his $5.5 million on LTIR? I, 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 that's, I mean, I don't know. It gives you cap space in case you want to use it without having to uh, it later. You know what? I, I think I might have a contact that uh, somebody who understands this stuff more than us. So I will work on getting her on the show. And I'm not saying they 
should be doing this. I'm just, I'm, I just want to know the reason why. I'm sure there's a good reason. I just, I'm, I'm sure it's all, you know, I mean, they know what they're doing with the, with the, with the LTIR stuff. I just, I'm just, I just would like to hear, uh, hear why and say, oh, okay, I get it. That's that makes sense. Hey, uh, real quick, um, are you allowed to kick people out of the YouTube chat? Because I think you need to kick Austin Lynch out. Yeah, that <laughs> I, that. I, I can't. Uh, that Tarasenko comment, uh, yeah. I, yeah, I'm... he says in two weeks, Tarasenko will be out with the ACL tear, which, by the way, you need to have an an there, Austin, you fucking high schooler. Uh, an ACL tear or something, I just have a feeling he will get hurt again. Uh, Austin, shut the hell up. All right? Wait, so, he's, so he is commenting, he's predicting that a player that has a history of shoulder troubles is going to have another injury. Wait, ACL? A different. Yeah, he ACL's said, on he the said fucking knee injury. leg. Okay. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, get out of here, Austin. You're not you're not welcome to be friends with this show anymore. You're not a friend of the show anymore. I'm revoking that. I'm going to predict that Austin Lynch uh, tears his taint tomorrow playing NHL 21. <laughs> <laughs> There's your how, comment of the show. Congratulations, like, Kurt. <laughs> how you like that, Austin? <laughs> I like it. No, you know what? I'm going to make sure to tear his taint uh, when he plays in the Ponder Cup. How about that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. Like, let, pull aside. Pull aside. Yeah. Tear, tear his taint. taint. <laughs> yeah. And then just skate away. Yeah. <laughs> Next game, Blues lost. Lost in overtime uh, in the uh, uh, to uh, Evander Kane and the San Jose Sharks, the, uh, which I didn't add that. The uh, currently, I mean, which I guess is topical because Kane scored in overtime to beat the Blues, but uh, you guys shared the whole story with him and his uh, contract that might get voided, which is interesting. Yeah, for for like bankruptcy reasons, I I read yeah. it. I read that article twice on the Athletic, and I still <laughs> don't really understand. Again, it's math, so maybe that's why, but nah. apparently there's something and it, and it it also probably helps the sharks in terms of, you know, they're losing money right now just like every team and it's just, hey, we we suck. There's no point in paying this guy what we're paying him for the next what 7 years. Uh if they can void the contract, they're going to do it. So it makes sense, but in that sense, but but I mean, how can they just do that? You can't just void a guy's contract. I mean, this isn't the NFL. There, well, you, you have to have probable reason, that's, right? That's well, that's what I'm. I mean, that's I guess that's what they're probably going to lean towards. I mean, I, it was not mentioned in the article, was it not? Where they, I mean, they didn't talk about that about why they could do that. I mean, well, they speculated that the Sharks might want, like you said, might want to just not pay him. <laughs> that that's yeah, that's, incentive, blame that's incentive for San Jose. But uh, as far as legal clauses, is uh, not paying not paying the man. Uh, that's uh, interesting. Um, I, I, I I'm sure um, our folks, our friends over at Teal Town, USA, the San Jose Sharks podcast, do a fine job over there. Uh, if they're listening, this they they sometimes do. If they are listening, uh, chime in and maybe let us know what their thoughts are on the uh, Amanda Kane uh, possible talk about voiding his contract, which would be a big deal. And if they're in favor of it, because um, he can't be he can't be productive, but. Yeah, he's. It's not that he's a bad player. I mean, I I hate him as a player because he's not on my team. I'll put it like that. But um, he 
he's still productive. He's one of their best offensive players. He's, he's got clearly 20, in the top three. 20 points in 23 games. So he's he's putting up points on, on a bad team. But again, but again, like you got to say, you know, what what do you have a star player around for on a good team or on a bad team? It's to put fans in the stands. Well, guess what? You're not putting fans in the stands right now. So does let's Evander, avoid that contract if we can. Does Evander Kane draw fans, bring fans into the seats? I mean, does he? I mean, a good team does, obviously. And if he's part I of think, a good team, then he's part of it. But I don't think having Evander Kane on your team is going to bring in enough fans to warrant a huge contract. I, I just don't. I just don't think he's that. He's not that kind of a guy to me. Maybe I'm wrong. I think there's a little bit of a a racial part of it. I think that helps because um, I know that Maybe. back when the back when the Atlanta Thrashers had uh, Dustin Bufflin, Evander Kane, uh, man, who else? They had uh, Johnny Oduya and somebody in goal, I think. And that was like the guys that they promoted on billboards across Atlanta. They said, hey, come come to an Atlanta Thrashers game. I think there's a certain aspect of that in terms of marketing. But, yeah, I mean, in terms of being the player, he's not Sidney Crosby. He's not Connor McDavid. Um, I don't know. I mean, he's a, he's a, I mean, he's on pace for, you know, what is it? I don't he's know, having seven. a great season. Yeah, 20 points in 23 games. I mean, he just, I mean. Bill, Bill, will he get 40 goals? <laughs> he, he's no Mike Hoffman. He's no, he no few are. Yeah, few no, are I, uh, Mike Hoffman. <laughs> no, I. I mean, he's he's not. He isn't a, a marquee name. He's he's a he's a very talented NHLer. Obviously, you know the the reason we're talking about the uh, the contract and it possibly being. Uh, uh, canceled his, you know, his his off ice issues um, and uh, the gambling problem, um, but and let's be honest, the gambling problem, as far as podcasts go, is gold. It's 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 a it's a it's an interesting topic to talk about. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yeah, especially as the NHL is is really embracing, you know, the the gambling aspect, <laughs> right? right? That's so. Yeah. It's like, oh, not a good look right now. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I don't know. I mean, part of me, you know, I saw some of the uh, some of the folks at uh, at Teal Town um, talking, or and maybe it wasn't Teal Town, but um, somebody tweeting about how you know the uh, Vegas and Sharks rivalry is already dead, um, just because of the Sharks the last couple of seasons. Um, I don't. I. It, Maybe I just want to watch the world burn, but Evander Kane, Las Vegas, that could be an interesting uh, match. Would he, would he ever play again? If his contract gets bought Anthony out, Stewart. where does he go? Anthony yeah. Stewart was the other guy I was thinking of uh, which, that was on that Atlanta Thrashers team that they yeah, promoted. Which, by the way, you bring Anthony Stewart up, he's on the Sportsnet panel this year. And my yeah. God, if he does not look the part of just like the 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 consummate newsman, I mean, you look at him, you're like, this guy, this guy was bored to do the news. I mean, he just he's got he, he's got a Brian Gumble look to him for sure. Very much so. I, I, I've loved watching <laughs> him this year. It's great. Uh, there was no Bennington uh, versus Dubnik rematch on Monday versus the Sharks. Uh, Husa was in that. So, uh, you're, 
at first I was really looking forward to Bennington playing against the Sharks just because I like drama and anarchy. Uh, but uh, after it was announced that Husa was starting, I thought about it, and I thought it was kind of brilliant. Uh, even though the Blues lost this game, um, I thought that uh, the sh- the Sharks were probably going to get I don't know hyped up for this game a little more than they would have uh, with Husa and that if Bennington were to start. I think, oh, well, well, we'll show him. And I could see them playing well to stick it to Bennington in this game. And I think maybe, maybe Berube wanted to just avoid that whole situation. I, I don't know if that was it at all, honestly. I think he wants Bennington to be back-to-back and, and uh, this weekend with, uh, with Vegas. And so I think he's thinking, give him a week off. Get, you know, there's a, a long delay here. They played Monday. They're off Tuesday through Thursday. Yeah. Excuse me. So let him have the week off and let him get ready for a back-to-back situation here with Vegas. And, you know, obviously that idea changes if Huso plays one of those games. But I I really think it was just a matter of, you know, hey, we're going to let – Darren Payne talked about Vladimir Sabotka. Not Sabotka. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Oscar Sundquist. Wow. 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 Not, wow. not even I don't close. know where I don't know where my head's at. Oscar Sundquist is ready to come back. Yeah, yeah. It's because Saboka wore seventy one, and Sundquist wore seventy. That's the only possible that's connection what it is. there. That, that's got to be what it is, uh, or the fact that we were talking about Saboka earlier. Uh, but uh, Oscar Sundquist um, was ready to come back in this game, and the Blues basically told him, "Hey, listen, we've got a long layoff here." Even if you think you're 100%, maybe you're actually at 85 or 90, give yourself a couple extra days of rest, and you'll be ready to go against the Golden Knights on Friday. And I think it's the same thing with Bennington. It's just let this guy have a couple days to just get, you know, he had a rough loss against the Kings. Um, Let him get his head straight. Let him get rested if he's got, maybe he's got some kind of nagging weird injury. He's got a couple days extra to 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 get to shake it off, and and Huso's played fine. Sharks are one of the worst teams in the league. Let's just let the the rookie have his game. Yeah, I I mean I don't know I maybe maybe, but I, I mean they got three days off, and he hasn't. I mean Huso's just just started. I didn't look up his. Uh, let me find out when the last time he started. Because, I mean, it's not like Bennington had played a bunch of games in a row leading up to that right. point either. No, so. no, it was Bennington only got the one game against uh, yeah. against L.A., yeah. right? It was, so it's uh, not like he needed I – don't, I don't think he needed a rest necessarily. But, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, if you want to – you know, that's that's a possibility, though. I mean, Huso had just started on the 5th and the 1st. So, I mean, there's they're trading starts almost the past few, few games. But yeah, you're also yeah, playing yeah. against the Kings, the Sharks. You know, even you could even throw the Coyotes in there. You're starting. I mean, you've got what? How many games are left? It's like 16 of the next of the last 21 games or whatever are against the Avalanche, Knights, and um, Wild, who are all going to play great hockey against you. So it's time. It's going to be yeah. gut check time for Bennington. But right. the thing too with that, I agree. But I think also is that uh, these are bankable points and I'm not, I'm not pinning this loss on Huso or saying we would have won the game with Bennington but uh, I think uh, I, and, and again just to play devil's advocate and to have a debate for the sake of debate uh, 
you know, I mean, you could also say that uh, this was a game that had been, I mean, to take 11 out of 12 points uh, on this trip would have been fantastic. But, I mean, 10 out of 12 is, is uh, it's a franchise record, let's be honest. Uh, six points, uh, six games straight with points in every game on a road trip has never been done before for this franchise. So it's still really, really good uh, results. 10 out of 12 points we got, which was, yeah, I mean, you can't, if we do that every six game road trip, we're going to win the division. So there's that. But I, I, I think, I don't know. I, uh, and, and who's supposed played well. So I get that too. I mean, he's, he, uh, I guess he did earn the start. In, in this game, yeah, he and, did. and that's he did. you know that's the point that I was going to make. I I think Barube saw the fight that Huso has put in. You know, his last few starts, he's looked a lot better. It, it's like he's finding his game, and so if you go with Bennington back to back, and you know, you you go into this long stretch without a game, who knows when the next time Huso's actually going to get a chance. Um, you know, I, I think it was more about giving Huso the opportunity than it was, you know, sending any kind of message or a tactical yeah. tactical decisioning around uh, Bennington not getting the start. I, I really think it's more about well, Huso than Bennington. And and let's also factor in the fact that, yeah, I mean, if you want to talk about the last game, Bennington was rough against the Sharks that last game. I mean, especially that goal by Kane. We said last week, one of the worst goals we've ever seen him give up uh, before he got pulled. Billy Husso came in and played phenomenal against the Sharks. So it could clearly just be uh, uh, Brube saying, you know what? Uh, it just makes sense for the matchup standpoint. We got this one game against San Jose. Let's put the guy in who played great against them last time. I don't know. I, I'm I'm still I'm still clinging on to my. Uh, uh, I'm not going to give San Jose any extra incentive to play harder in this game. That that, that that's, that's possible. a that's a it's a, it's possible. But I I, I agree that uh, actually a bunch of valid points in the show. Good job, guys. <laughs> oh, thanks. You know what we do. <laughs> uh, so um, Preko went on the IR. Got ten out of twelve possible points. Four zero oh, and two. Uh, first time in franchise history, the Blues got points in six straight road games, which is hard to believe. Um, second in the division right now. Granted, we played more games than uh, everyone else. Um, so what place are we in right now, guys? Right now, what place are the St. Louis Blues in? Are, are you, like, <laughs> actually asking, or are you, like, saying, like, what? I want to know. What place are they in? What place are the Blues in I right mean, now? I mean, they're technically in second still, right? Right. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Yeah. I I just I mean I had a uh, back and forth with a gentleman on Twitter who was he uh, was adamant the Blues were in third place because the it, it, because it's winning percentage and I said no it's not winning percentage unless they can't get in fifty six games then they said they're going to go to winning percentage and he goes well they haven't played fifty six games so it goes to winning percentage and I said they no. haven't played fifty six games because the season isn't over <laughs> that's why yeah. they haven't played so he was. He was assuming that until they play 56 games, it is got to be you got to go by winning percentage because that's more accurate. And I said no, not really because you can't you can't uh, you just because a team has played more games has games in hand, uh, teams have trailing us. You can't assume they're going to maintain that winning percentage. You, you the, the the standings right now until the league says otherwise, and if they do switch to winning percentage down the road, that's fine. But until they say otherwise, you have to go by points earned. 
and that's that the league is a points based league. That's how it works. Well, and I'm I'm standing pat. I know that a couple weeks ago there was a conversation in all of hockey social media of the you know they're not going to play 56 games. They're going to take a break. Maybe we'll end up with 40, 48, whatever. Uh, I'm standing pat. They're playing 56 games. I really think the NHL is, you know, we've already got this figured out. We already decided, you know, hey, there's going to be teams that are going to need breaks. We're going to need to take COVID breaks. We're going to need, you know, a stretch of time before we really start the playoffs up. And I think they're, no matter what, they're playing 56 games. I mean, unless – the COVID-19 just takes a crazy to. mutation and it starts turning people into zombies. I don't think we're going to have that issue. I know they wanted to finish the season on a certain date and they want to get playoffs started on a certain date. I get that. But if they're close to 56 games, they're going to delay this. They're going to extend the season three, four or five days a week to, or whatever, to get this in. They're not going to all, they're not going to, Oh, oh the, uh, we got a, a few teams that are at 54 games or 53 games. Uh, nope. We're going to change the entire outlook of the playoffs and change the standings based on winning percentage. Uh, and which could drastically change a number of teams if they haven't gotten 56 games in, they're not going to do that. They're going to get the games in if they're close. We've uh, we've man we've got a, a lot of chat going on actually on both Facebook and YouTube. Um, real quick, I uh, want to reach out to a couple people here on Facebook. Uh, Mike Leon, friend of the show, friend, a good friend of mine. Uh, hopefully, we are saving a binner for that tough stretch, uh, and that's what I said, and I agree. I th- I think that why well, you saw who so play is because we're going to see a lot of Bennington the next couple weeks here's the deal though after we play vegas it's we have two against la two against san jose and that entire next week so i mean there's four games there that i mean that aren't particularly i mean la's been better but uh you know what i mean it's not we're not playing vegas and colorado back to back coming up i mean we play vegas after la twice san jose twice then vegas then a Big game against Minnesota because they're playing well, and then two against Anaheim. So this month, there's we got Vegas and Minnesota coming up uh, after the Vegas series here, and that's it. So we got one, two, three, four, five, six games that we really should win. I mean, you can't assume anything, but I mean, there's now. Is it next month? Is the tough schedule? Is that what we're talking about? Let's see. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because it's April. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, April, Colorado. Yeah, two against Colorado, two against Vegas, two against Minnesota, another Minnesota. Another Colorado. Yeah. So there's a bunch of that's a gauntlet of games. Really dumb question. Have have they played Minnesota yet? No, because of COVID. No. Yeah. Right. That's Canceled. we were supposed Man. to play them um and that was that was part of the reason why we got the seven game stretch against uh, Arizona. So and yeah, it's 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 crazy that we haven't gotten to see them in those beautiful, beautiful reverse retros. <laughs> They're fourteen, eight and one, twenty nine points, so three points behind us, but they played three less games. So they're right there with us. Uh, their winning percentage is a little as a tick above ours, six thirty compared to six fifteen. Um, so uh, that's they're they're playing better than I think. Uh, some I think a lot of people picked them to finish fourth. Them Arizona uh, to finish fourth. I, I picked Anaheim. That's not going to happen. <laughs> so we've we've got uh, we've got some cross platform discussion going on here. YouTube uh, guys, just so you know, I'm not going to do this the whole show. Jason Miller on YouTube says, what's up, Mike Leon on Facebook? Um, <laughs> why don't you just go join Facebook, Jason Miller, if you want to talk to Mike Leon? That's weird. Yeah, we are dual live streaming on uh, Facebook and YouTube right now. So 
I guess uh, two friends. Two friends of mine that I play hockey with that are both very involved in the Ponder Cup every year. So, of course, they're trying to talk to each other through me. <laughs> uh, in this game against San Jose, uh, uh, I'm sorry, against uh, uh, yeah, San Jose, uh, Mikola got his first initial goal. Uh, the Blues never trailed until overtime uh, when they lost, and they outshot San Jose 26-20. to uh, is Sanford cold again? Cause he was hot there for a few games and people were coming out of the woodwork to, uh, all the Sanford folks were like, aha, he told you. And then now he's got no points in his last three games. And he actually, and I, I bring this up because Sanford's such a polarizing topic amongst blues fans. Uh, he pissed me off this game. There was a number of times that he lost the puck, made bad decisions. Uh, he had that one break in chance on the left wing, uh, didn't score, but uh, there were a bunch of uh, probably four or five times in this game where he just um, seemed to make a bad decision, turn the puck over on the boards or what have you, looked weak on the puck. Uh, and so uh, obviously I'm like, well, come on, so where, where, where's the where's the production? Keep it going. And it's three games straight now with no points and uh, kind of invisible. So I don't know. Well, what do so, you, now, mean, so now the, so now the Blues shouldn't trade him because that's how <laughs> it works, right? As long as he's scoring points, they can trade him for a top player but if he's not scoring points in recent games then you can't trade him for anything so what do you think we could have got for him at the deadline last year when he had that great run in the second half not last much year? not the, much let, after his after his 12 game hot streak where he was no. he was playing really because well it's, because I, think I think that was that I, was I that was GM's... that was his that was his high I'm, I'm not saying we could have gotten a lot for him but i'm saying that was his peak value and will be his peak value for his entire run here in St. Louis, Harvard, that is, I think. I think no. I think top you could have ever gotten for him was a third round pick, maybe, if a team was desperate. If somebody got hurt on another roster and they wanted somebody to fill in on the left wing, which third round pick tops? Yeah, I think if there was a trade to be made based on that, Armstrong would have sussed it out. He's the guy that takes advantage of somebody overvaluing a player. And I think that's that's what would have had to have happened at the trade deadline last year. And I, I don't agree that that that's going to be the high point. I think I think we'll we'll see this inconsistency, the ebbs and flows. Yeah, I think I think you you know, to answer your question. Yeah, right now he sucks again. You know, he's going through, you know, one of his dry I, spells, been, but it's been three games. But yeah. He's he's I don't know maybe maybe he does wind up leaving here on a free agency uh, deal but um, I I still think you know that he's he's got so much more track in front of him that it's hard to say it's the the easy thing to say about Sanford is just how damn frustrating he is because he he doesn't put things together consistently. Jason Miller in the Can- YouTube chat said, uh, "Is it really hard?" It's really hard for me to believe that we would miss Sanford if he were gone tomorrow, and that third-round pick would have been great. I agree. I, I would have loved a third-round pick for Sanford last year. I think that would have been a, a fair return for him based on his production last year. Uh, I don't think he's worth that now. So now that now that Berglund's gone and uh, Sanford is the whipping boy, I'm going to continue to be the apologist for the whipping boy. Um, <laughs> I... I don't think Sanford's been that bad, honestly. I I think he has not been great. I will I will agree with that. But I think 
it's a polarizing thing because he is he has become the whipping boy for the St. Louis Blues, and especially now that Justin Falk has turned his game around. And I think it's just easy to see number 12 on the ice, see him make a stupid play and say, oh, that guy's terrible. When Jordan Kyrou might make the same play the next shift, but because kairu has been good this season, we're not noticing it. And I'm not saying that about you guys. I think, I think you guys fully, <laughs> fully understand the sport. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying people who are the casual fan. <clears throat> <laughs> who they go out on Twitter and they just every, if you look through their news feed, it's just bitching about Sanford, this and that with Sanford. I think that is <laughs> is the 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 height of the okay. Sanford hate is the casual fan. Did, and and go ahead. Did you did did you did you just say that Kairu might make the same mistake as Sanford does, but because he's a good player, he doesn't get the vitriol that Sanford well, does well, saying, like, yeah that's because he's a good player <laughs> no what I'm saying is like it's one play it, you, we, we put it in, in a in a in a microscope and you say Kyrie's made a bad play and maybe you'll get a couple mes- mentions on well, social media of well he made a bad play there but if it's Sanford it's it's well, amplified it's 400 thousand times what Kyrie sure, would get and sure because and so everybody sees that and it's easy to just look at that and say well Sanford fucking sucks but it's well, like well maybe right before that he made a good defensive play but because everybody hates him nobody's gonna bring it up on social media Kyrie oh I I, I, I mean I I look at all my me personally I look at all I'm not talking about you so I'm, but you know Kyrie has twice as many points as Sanford and he plays less minutes per game so there's I that know. So I mean, it's it, there, there's there's that to be said. He's also uh, he's also a, a better plus minus by seven, uh, twelve assists compared to three. Um, and Sanford and and Kyrou is much faster, much more dynamic. Uh, I I don't I that's a I I, I, I get what you're saying. Uh, also, Kyrou is young too. I mean, he's he's allowed right. to make mistakes as opposed to as huh. opposed to Sanford. Not to his head coach. Well, I mean, well, okay. As Not far as the Darren fans. Fang. <laughs> uh, as far as fans go, fans give rookies slack. Uh, players who have been around for a few years tend to play. Fans have less patience with, and understandably so. That's that's. I think that's fine. I mean, a player who's been in the league making the same mistakes as a rookie, eh? That probably shouldn't be happening. I'm gonna give uh, I'm gonna give Jesse Hill the actual comment of the show here because I a hundred percent agree with you. I'm a fan of Sanford but I don't agree with him playing top-line minutes. And that is something I've said on this show. I I think in a third-line role on a healthy team, I think he is a fine player. I, again, same with Patrick Berglund. I thought a third-line player, he's great. No problems. I mean, he was making more money than he should have, and Sanford's not seeing that. But Sanford's getting the minutes. And, and <laughs> side note, NHL 21 – uh, Sanford starts on the second line on that game, and I started sitting him because Jesus, a healthy Blues lineup. How the hell does he crack the lineup? Yeah, and, a, right. and he he uh, he sent me a message that said uh, he's unhappy with his playing time, and I'm just like, fuck you, you're not you're not worth it, buddy. <laughs> yeah, but but that's that's the key though, right? Is on a healthy Blues team, and this is anything but a right. healthy Blues team. So that's true. We, we, we just, we, we know that, uh, he's going to be in the lineup, um, uh, you know, at, at probably, uh, uh, up until, uh, May. 
uh, when uh, when we start getting uh, the um, you know Thomas and uh, uh, Bozak's back, but. Mm, it, and I'll even say that that on a healthy roster, if you have a certain dynamic you want with your roster, and he's still getting third, fourth line minutes, I don't hate that. But if you got a healthy roster and he's on your first or second line, that's an issue. That is a serious See, issue. I think with his streaky production, I think he's 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 okay on the third line. But I, I but man, for a for a third liner. Or a fourth liner where you want sometimes you want more of a physical presence or a or an energy line kind of a thing going on. Um, I don't I don't think he he's weird. I don't think he fits that role. He's got I mean he's got some skill. That's obvious he has skill. Um, he can go on a tear. Uh, but I I am not sure if if if, if long longevity for the third line or fourth line is is where it's at for him. I'm not sure he I don't know maybe, maybe he's, other guys on his line play that role. And he can feel free to do some more of the stuff and not be as aggressive, offensive, uh, physical wise. I don't know. I, I he, it's, he isn't. It's really interesting to me. Sorry to interrupt, but it's, no, he, it's he seems really... like a he seems like a second line guy uh, with his top with his skill set. If it were to be consistent, I, I just I, he just his 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 lack of physical play. And his lack of oh, what's the word a desire is he seems like he's so ambivalent sometimes on, on the ice. Um, I don't that doesn't really bode well for a third or fourth line for me. But maybe I mean I don't know. I, a healthy team I, third or fourth line maybe that's different. And other guys on his line playing physical he doesn't have to whatever. And I'll and uh, before I make my point I want to respond to Jesse Hill here in the chat. Uh, just you've been reading my mind. He says might as well give Joshua a shot instead on the top line. I mean I'm. It's a little much, but I'll say I actually think Dakota Joshua has been fantastic, and I'd love to see him in a Sanford role uh, just to see what he does with it. But um, I'll add with uh, with Sanford that I think he is a guy that you could plug in when you need it, uh, like now on your first or second line. But, my God, I mean, and he's I just don't understand on a Baruby system either. Like, that's the thing that, that does boggle my mind that I agree with you guys on. Baruby's the head coach here. He has a certain system he likes to coach. Zach Sanford is not an aggressive player. No. Um, and and yet he keeps getting the first and second line minutes. That is mind-boggling to me. Uh, if, if Baruby's coaching this team, Zach Sanford should be seeing very few minutes. And it's it's surprising to see it. Well, I, I get, I, and again, it all comes back to who's on his line with him. And I, I, and not not every player on this team is is uber aggressive. You know, I mean, you're not going to have that. You don't have to have that. Uh, as far as physical play goes, um, you need faster skilled players. But Sanford's not fast, but he is skilled. Uh, and I think, he, I, and I think, uh, to in a nutshell, and so we can move on from Sanford. But uh, I, I think, in a nutshell, that uh, he will show flashes of good hands uh, around the net. But that disappears for long stretches for some reason. And if that disappears for long stretches, to me, he's not doing a whole lot out there. Because he doesn't bring a physical play. He's not fast. He's not great defensively. I mean, he, he, he plays an okay defensive game. But, but he's not, you know, I, I, just, I just don't think, I, I'm, what does he bring to the table when he's, when he's, Getting one point uh, over his next twelve over twelve games. What's he doing? I mean, he's he's getting power play time for some reason. I'm not sure why that is, but I get well injuries again. It all boils back to that, I guess, right now. 
Well, maybe it's maybe it's the fact that uh, and Kurt, here comes a segue. Maybe it's the fact that uh, you know his his nutrition is great, and and Bruby loves what he does off the ice, and that's why he's seeing these big minutes. I mean, we don't know. I think. Are you saying that uh, he is working with uh, maybe Dustin with some maybe some ID maybe, life in his- maybe he's rocking that ID life. Huh. I hadn't thought about that. Rockin' that, idealife.com. Huh. Hey, guys, it's Jeff. I'm constantly finding myself grinding away in the corners with weight loss or muscle gain. Whenever I asked the experts for help, it was never anything feasible for my lifestyle. I spoke with my friend Dustin over at rockin'thatidlife.com, and he explained that there's something known as active fat, which is fat stored in our abdomen that influences hormonal functionality. Because it's in the abdomen, it's close to vital organs. Don't you want something that'll be your third man in? RockinThatIDLife.com offers Slim Plus, which helps remove stored fat and burn it as energy. Slim Plus also includes alpha-lipoic acids, which functions as the team bus, transporting nutrients where they need to be stored within your body. This will assist with energy and improve your overall mood. So whether you're looking to put on muscle or lose weight, Slim Plus has your back. Find out more at rockinthatidlife.com. That's rockinthatidlife.com. And tell them Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. You know that commercial, that ad, uh, the spot reminds me of? It reminds me of the uh, Car Shield commercials. <laughs> with, with, uh, I, I, I feel like, I feel like at times uh, you're kind of like just on the rink kind of playing and stopping and talking to the camera. And then you keep going, <laughs> you know? Well, they, it's, it's funny you say that because I actually recorded that on the rink. That's, that's yeah, a real that thing. Right? Okay. All right. Yeah. That make, I was just like, I'm going to skate around and then I'm going to stop and I'm going to say something. Referee's going to blow his whistle. Then I'm going to say something. That's exactly how that went. So you got a hundred percent. We should, we should get all mic'd up and then go on the rink and uh, record uh, a spot for someone with ID, uh, ID life. And uh, just do a, a car shield uh, parody for ID Life. It'd be kind of funny. <sighs> you know what? <laughs> I, I hate you because now I really want to do that. I think we should. Yeah, get Dustin out there. and Dustin? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, man, that'd be good. We could have him even say, woo! <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's, yeah, okay, well. I don't. I I can't imagine. I don't. Have I have I have I've never played the Woo audio on this show. I hate the Woo so much. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, I resign effective immediately because of that Woo. Uh, we got a uh, huge series versus Vegas Golden Knights this weekend. Uh, was huge a word before four years ago? It wasn't, was it? Oh, it was. No, it was what? huge. Why you? Oh, yeah. Really? No, it was. It was because he said that on uh, the show, the uh, the the apprentice he used to say it on that. Did he really? Okay. Oh yeah. No, I didn't know. I I I I only heard it really after. I didn't watch the. Yeah, you know, I did watch the apprentice for like one season, a long time ago. Oh yeah, I never watched it either. But I watched I'm a little just bit. Saying, I I remember seeing clips and and him saying that. Okay. It's just kind of funny the the terms that uh, are more popular now than what they were four years ago. Fake news. Was that even a term either? Fake news? Four years no, ago? No, I never oh. heard that before four years ago. It's weird how, like, that's modern, That's mainstream now. That's everywhere. 
right? uh, and it was co- a co-opted term it it was you know it's uh, the and not and no, i'm not getting uh political here because this applies to everybody that that uh, is called fake news is that usually people that that call uh someone fake news uh are 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 fake news themselves so that's it's kind of like a deflection kind of a thing yep uh Hey, real, real quick, before we get into the upcoming series, Austin Lynch, dude, I'm going Friday night. Good for him, man. That's awesome. My going, my wife was looking up tickets. Going to the game, oh, I'm t- guessing. Okay. All right. Cool. Very nice. And uh, my wife was looking up tickets, and we were just like, nah. <laughs> like, that'd be fun, but nah. Well, uh, I, you know, I, I, I'd be more inclined to go. Uh, I, I got my shot on Monday, the vaccine shot. And... Man, uh, I, for the first 11 hours after I got the shot, it was Johnson Johnson shot, a one-shot deal, which uh, on one hand I was happy about. You know, on the other hand, it's not quite as effective, but still very effective. But anyway, so 11, about 11 hours, I was fine, like 15 minutes after, four hours after. So after the four hours, they say you're really out of the woods as far as like having some kind of major reaction to it. But I'll be damned if 11 hours after the Blues game that night, uh, right at the end of the Blues game, I started to get the chills. And, uh, and like, so I went to bed, I was tired and got a couple hours of sleep, woke up, uh, itchy, had like a rash and that went away after about a half an hour, which is weird. Uh, and didn't get any sleep the rest of the night pretty much. But, uh, and then slept from about six thirty until one thirty. <laughs> which, so my sleep schedule was all messed up. That's why I took a nap, uh, before the show today to try and get some rest. But so it's uh, and apparently, um, hopefully, done with the side effects because it wasn't too bad. It was it wasn't bad at all. It was a minor thing, an annoyance, I guess, if you will. So anybody who's had it that has uh, gotten the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, uh, maybe let me know in the in the YouTube chat and see if uh, what your side effects are because I've heard that the side effects aren't too bad and they weren't. It was a minor thing, a few hours, well, no big deal. Well, I'll tell you that it's better than getting COVID nineteen. Yeah, I, I, yeah, you have had that, so I, yes. yeah, which, which, but yours wasn't, you didn't have full-blown. Oh, my, mine major, was mild. Yeah. It was, it, it seriously, in a way, was like having the flu off and on for about a week and a half. That was what mine was like. Uh, I can only imagine if it was worse than that. I, I got lucky, but still, sounds like what you went through was a lot easier than what I went well, through. <laughs> and you said mention the flu, uh, the so when I had the chills, you know, when you get the flu, for those who have had the flu, you don't want the flu. The flu is, is, is awful. But uh, so when you get the flu, you, you'll get the chills and you'll go to the covers or whatever and you'll want to move. And it was kind of that way. I was tired. I had the chills. I felt like, oh, my gosh, I got the, I got the flu. But I didn't have the fever. I, didn't, I don't think I had a fever. I didn't have the nausea, didn't have the congestion, didn't have the sneezing, didn't have coughing, whatever. I didn't have anything except the chills, which... That's not a big deal. You know, I, I was just, you know, get comfy under the covers or whatever, try and try and get warm or whatever. But it was it wasn't a big deal. Uh, so I, so the flu minus all the major symptoms of the flu. Uh, not a big deal. I can't complain too much. Uh, so, yeah, the big series, the huge series against the Vegas Golden Knights this weekend. Petrangelo is out for the foreseeable future. Uh, I saw that posted today. I don't know if it came out today or yesterday. What uh, a bitch. Yeah. So there won't be any uh, Petrangelo drama in the Blues Vegas Knights series coming up. Sunquist is likely to return this weekend. Hopefully that's the case. 
so he's not far away. Uh, hopefully, some other players too are not that far away. Uh, who do we have uh, that is who is oh, so so after Sunquist, Sunquist, who is next to return? Do you think? Um, gosh, that's they're still probably ways away. Maybe De La Rose. You think? He's got to be the next guy, right? Yeah, well, but does he return? I mean, do you do you put De La Rose in and take Joshua out? That's a great question. I, mean, I, I I wouldn't. I mean, Joshua. But man, Joshua has been a surprise, right? Yeah. You know, his his faceoff skill is insane. And yeah. Yeah, I no, mean, I, 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 if, if Bozak comes back, yeah, probably take Thomas or uh, take uh, Joshua out. Thomas comes back, yeah, you take. But for De La Rose, uh, I, I yeah, think Joshua's uh, been. Joshua's he's got to lose it. Yeah, he's he's. I think at this point, again, obviously with with you know the bigger star players coming back, um, it's his position to lose at this point. You know, if if it's Adela Rose, and and I think that's part of the reason we didn't see Sunquist either on Monday. You know, and I'm not saying that he's going to beat out Sunquist for a spot, but I think that's why a big reason why Baruby was okay with just telling Sunquist to just wait a couple days to come back yeah. because, hey, well, we got this guy in the fourth line who's playing great. We don't want to take anybody out at this point because they're playing awesome. Yeah, and Jason Miller said Joshua is. Uh... Better than De La Rose all day long. Yeah, I agree. I, I that's even though De La Rose was having a nice season, he was I'll playing say, well. He was having a good season. Yeah, for sure. I, I didn't have any complaints about De La Rose on the fourth line, really. But I mean, I think Joshua brings a little bit more right now. I mean, that could change over the next handful of games when you know players get exposed more. But I mean, so far so good with Joshua with his role that he's pl- currently playing. As far as who comes back next, I think it might be Nathan Horton. <laughs> Nathan Horton. uh oh before we okay before we i forgot again to mention the uh and maybe i'll edit this out later and uh and reorganize the show as far as when we talk about but uh, my the trip to narrow gauge before we get too far away from it i don't want to sorry but uh so uh darren grice uh suggested we, we go to narrow gauge brewery and i did and he he suggested i try the uh fallen flags uh ipa which anybody knows me, I'm not an IPA guy, but I was gonna, I was going to sample it to see what it, he said it was amazing. They didn't have it. It's it's uh, they didn't have it right now, seasonal maybe. So didn't get to try that. But I did have the Nanners and Nilla oat wine, which was really good. I tweeted a picture of it out. It's a it was a smaller pour, like a maybe six ounces, I guess, maybe four ounces, six ounces. I think it was six, but it was uh, it was good. Uh, it was, it, and you could tell why Narrow Gauge continually wins, uh, like Best Brewery in St. Louis uh, honors, because I could tell by this beer that it was just well done. It was, uh, you could taste the bananas, you could taste the vanilla, um, and it was just a, it was a good beer. It was, I mean, kind of like a barley wine, but this was an oat wine, and it was, it was good. And uh, Amy had the uh, porter, which uh, had a strong coffee finish, and they both were very good. So well done, narrow gauge. Well done, and I, that's my that's my review for the narrow gauge brewery. They had uh, I tried those two beers, and uh, positive things. Good job. There you go, Darren. Okay. Uh, so 
you think Bennington starts both games against Vegas? Jeff, you mentioned that uh, as something that might happen. 120%, yes. And and the only reason it might not is if in game one he gets blown up. Yeah. And it's just, let's see what, you know, maybe maybe uh, Huso comes in, plays great, so they say, let's go with Huso in game two. But if, barring that, I think he gets both games. I think if Bennington gets lit up in game one and gets pulled, I think he starts game two. You do. Uh, I, I mean, I, I'd like to see that because you could spin this any way you want. You could spin it to where, oh, let's get Bennington right back out there, uh, give him a chance to redeem himself against the you know the very next night against the Knights. Uh, or you could say, you know, uh, obviously uh, you get Huso some work uh, the night before at the end of the game to then get him amped up for the next game. So you could spin it either way. But I can totally see if the Blues if the Blues get lit up, Bennington is lit up in the first game, doesn't play particularly well. I can see him going right back to him. I I mean, I'd be fine with su- that. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Yeah. No. I I I think if if anything, the uh, you know the the start of Huso in San Jose uh, says that we shouldn't we shouldn't bank on any any set stretch. You know, I think Bennington gets the first game, and it could just be up in the air uh, who gets the second game. I mean, even the Blues, you know, say they, you know, they lose three to two. Go to Huso the next night. It's not going to surprise me. I, I don't. I don't. You know, I don't think we're at uh, goalie. You know, goalie controversy level yet. But you know, I, I think right now that they're in a part of the season that you know. Uh, why not go with the other guy? He's he Huso has has been quietly good. Yeah, and and I guess I guess it depends on how, not not just if Bennington gets lit up. If he does, I'm not saying he will. Or he might not. He might play well. But if he doesn't look good, then I then I can I can I, I mean I'm sure the decision has not been made yet. It's going to be how things look in the first game. It's got to be because if Bennington looks bad, then I'm all like, oh, he looks terrible. Then, it, I, I guess I guess any decision is not going to shock me for game two. Uh, Clem Costin appears okay after taking a nasty spill and injuring his shoulder. That looked nasty. He looked like he was in some to. major pain, and I thought, yeah, oh great, yeah. he needs surgery. He's done. Yeah, I mean he he was like hunched over, like grabbing his shoulder the whole way off, and I thought, dude, that might be it. That might yeah. be Clem Costin's career because he's got shoulder problems from before. Yeah, um, that's a that was a big deal, and uh, you're like, oh man, he's writhing in pain, holding his shoulder going off. That's like nobody thought it was good, and then he plays the next game in like nine minutes or something, and so and they're in the playoffs, by the way, in the KHL. So that's um, yeah. There was there was a bit of uh, conjecture that he could uh, he could potentially come over after the playoffs or but, and but they they advanced so that delays any any chance of him coming over at least sooner rather than later yeah that's uh that kind of sucks but i mean you know uh it's experience for him so sure. at the end of the day you, you you want that but i mean right now it'd be really nice to see him in a blues jersey i think he'd be playing right now if he were here oh for sure yeah it totally replacing samford right kurt <laughs> I was gonna, yeah. Well, outside of Sanford, I, w- I, would, I mean, I would, I really would. I, I... Outside of Sanford, uh, if, if you're Craig Berube, 
and Clint Costin's available. Are you taking somebody out? Who are you taking out? And yeah, what what line is he on? Oh, I mean, you play him third line, don't you? And you take out you take out a Walker. You take out a yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I yeah, I I think Walker's the guy that goes Walker yeah. probably. And I, I don't have a and, problem and, with Walker. Depending Walker's on a... how much how depending on how much longer these injuries go, I think you might see like a a situation where it's you know one game you see Walker, one game you see Costin. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I I think I think you will see him here before the season's over, especially with the injuries the way they are. We're not getting a number of players back for a little while, so. Uh, assuming I don't want to root for his team to lose in the playoffs, but uh, the sooner they get dumped, uh, the sooner he would be over here. So, so there's that. We we've heard stories in the past about players like boarding planes, like right after their team loses to come play in the NHL. I think he's one of those guys that would do that. I think, I think knowing the injury issues they have now in St. Louis, I think they lose in the playoffs. At the very least, the next morning he's boarding a flight to come to St. Louis. Um, I'm excited about it. I, I think in, in a couple games that he had um, with us prior, uh, he was. I mean, I liked watching him. I mean, you could tell he was young and raw, but it was. Uh, you liked his potential um, as a middle six guy, maybe. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we see him and he can uh, produce and stay healthy. My God, his shoulder. Yeah, and and I'll tell you what. I mean, I'm I'm I don't know. I mean, he's legal at this age, so I would say that maybe it uh maybe if he ever wants to come to St. Louis, Clem Costa, if you're listening, I'll buy you a beer. We can meet up at a Center Ice Brewery. Center Ice Brewery is St. Louis's only hockey-themed brew house. Stop on in during the next game to experience the ultimate hockey fan brewery while sampling various hockey-inspired beers such as Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA, the Rotating Pale Ale series, or seasonal offerings such as their Imperial Stout their lime sherbet sour, and much more. While you're there enjoying any number of their fantastic beverages, you can admire the bar top and tables made of authentic arena wood and the actual penalty box door from the old barn. Located at 3126 Olive Street in Midtown St. Louis, it's one of the best places to watch a Blues game, or any game. Visit centereyesbrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or make a reservation in the tap room. Center Ice Brewery, let's go Blues. Please drink responsibly. They didn't break out the, and every time I asked, asked Bill what the name of that damn horn is, that they, Vuvuzela. Vuvuzela. I keep wanting to say Vuvuzela. Vuvuzela. Uh, Vuvenezuela. Break... Vuvenezuela, yeah. <laughs> Vuvenezuela, Costa Rica. The, uh, uh, they didn't uh, break it out uh, for the Blues goals in the uh, early portion of the game I was there, which maybe it's just a thing when Brody's back, he gets to blow the Vuvuzela. Vuvuzela, Vuvuzela. Vuvuzela. Gotta remember that. I I, I remember the Vuvu part. It was the Zela part that I had a problem with. Muscle memory, Kurt. Keep repeating it. Vuvuzela. Vuvuzela. Uh, So the new deal, the uh, NHL on ESPN. Do do we like it, guys? So the NHL uh, and ESPN, seven-year deal starting next season. Uh, This is a... A, a deal that uh, is kind of like a groundbreaking kind of deal. So streaming rights, media rights, uh, seven-year deal, exclusive coverage of the Stanley Cup final on ABC for four of the seven years, half of the Stanley Cup playoffs on ABC and ESPN each season, 25 exclusive national regular season games on ABC or ESPN, 
75 national regular season games will stream exclusively on both ESPN Plus and Hulu. And out-of-market streaming packages, uh, formerly NHL TV, available only as part of ESPN Plus subscription. So I know uh, we, uh, Jeff and I have talked about this a little bit. Uh, so, uh, Bill, your thoughts on this before Jeff and I uh, bush bash heads? Um, I, uh, all I had to do was hear the theme song once again, and I'm back on board. Um, I, I love it. Uh, I, I like the idea. Um, I think NBC's had a, a pretty good run. Fill the soul. Fill the soul. <laughs> and Bill, I'll um, add, uh, I'm just going to add to your comment, Bill. Welcome to the cool side of the pillow. <clears throat> <laughs> that's Thank my thoughts Stuart. too uh, <laughs> R.I.P. Huh? Scott yeah. yeah um yeah no I I uh you know I I think the the uh you know coming out of the lockout and going from OLN to versus to NBC Sports um and then you know NBC Sports now you know looking at uh recasting their whole lineup i think it, it from a timing perspective it makes sense you know the nhl rebuilt its brand and you know things were evolving i i think you know that the the most curious part about it is uh you know and i didn't catch this the first time i read about it uh if you want the uh nhl out of market package now you have to go through espn plus Right, it's it's no longer NHL.tv. It's not a standalone kind of thing, um, and that that shows the 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 evolution in in the right way of uh, you know how how streaming is starting to affect the landscape uh, of uh, sports broadcasting. I I think it's it's the exact opposite of what is happening with the Jokers at Sinclair Media, um, who <laughs> yeah. who. By the end of the season, we very well, very well may be seeing games back. Uh, for those of us that uh, stream through Hulu TV or YouTube TV, uh, because they they just got destroyed um, back beginning of the month. Um, their uh, their earnings came out, and uh, they got destroyed because of uh, the uh, the the loss of revenue from from not getting into so many households. So, um, it, it's, I think the ESPN way is, is the right way to go here. We've come a long way since the days of games being on, you know, 75% of the games being on channel 11 with no games mm -hmm. on pay TV. And then all of a sudden prime sports entering the arena and, uh, yeah. the outrage, the outrage that was amongst blues fans. That, oh my God, I got to pay to watch blues hockey <laughs> what? It's on TV. Uh, and then it's never been the same. It's, I mean, it's, that that changed things forever. Uh, uh, the move to Prime and then Fox Sports came on the scene. And, yeah. So uh, I think, you know what, I think, and, and I know uh, uh, I may agree with, disagree with both of you on this. Or I, or I may, okay. So I, I may like this deal if ESPN comes through and gives hockey the coverage and the attention that hockey fans want ESPN to give it. But I don't think that's going to happen. I, 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 I mean, they're going to televise the games that they have listed here, and it may get more coverage on SportsCenter, which it, it obviously will, because they're, they're showing game, more games. But I've, the, 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 my reservation with it is, 
is that I remember the past history that ESPN and the NHL had. And while I loved games on ESPN, I loved Gary Thorne and Bill Clement calling games. It was fantastic. Uh, I, I, every time, you know, you watch a game on TV and you click on sports center and hockey's never in the first half of the show. They never lead off the, the sports center. They're always pushed back. The highlights they show for basketball games, they show 25 highlights for each game. They're showing two or three for each hockey game. It's just, it was, it was always watered down coverage. You know, they had, you had, they had Barry Melrose. They had Bouchergras on there. Uh, for little segments during Sports Center and things, but the the the, the little two minute segment for with with uh, Melrose and uh, Butchergrass was like the like ninety percent of their coverage for hockey during Sports Center. And I so if that changes, they're going to have more programming, which was a good thing. But uh, so we'll see how it goes. I, I I'm 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 optimistic, but I'm not going to be surprised if the same complaints start popping up as far as their they're the the way they drool over the NBA and other sports and NHL is just like the bottom tier sport for them. If you go on their website, I don't know, in the menu, I think someone posted the menu, a screenshot of the menu. Hockey is like 20th on the list of sports on their website uh, on the pull down. So I, 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 they have disrespected the NHL uh, for a long time. And especially since they haven't aired any games. So I, I I'm, I'm hopeful that that changes drastically, but I'm not going to be shocked if it doesn't. That's where I stand. Yeah, uh, I'll I'll add real quick. You mentioned Gary Thorne and Bill Clement. Let's not forget Steve Levy. Yes, Steve um, Levy. Yep. Very mm-hmm. happy to have Steve Levy back on games. And oh, absolutely. Gary, we'll we'll talk about Gary Thorne here. I'm sure in a minute. But you know, if Gary Thorne doesn't come back, Steve Levy's your number one guy for the big games. He's your Mike Emmerich, and I'm I'm more than happy with that. Um, but anyway, I. Uh, and let's not forget, you mentioned how hockey's been kind of, you know, pushed to the side here by ESPN, especially when they're not covering it. And, and Kurt, this is something I know I said to you uh, when we were talking about this earlier. Um, ESPN is a self-promoting tool. They And, and I, I hate ESPN. I'm not going to lie. And, and I'll, I'll say this in, in two years. I hate ESPN. I hate the way they promote sports. It's It's... We cover this sport, so we're going to promote it. But if we don't cover you, we're not going to promote you. And and I hate that way of thinking. You know, if you want to promote, if you you know, if you've got advocates for cricket in ESPN, then you should promote cricket. But they don't show it on ESPN, so they're never going to talk about it. And it's the same with hockey. I you know, it it drives me crazy. I can't stand that bullshit. Because it's all about watch ESPN. Don't watch the other channels. We don't want you watching NBC Sports. We want you watching ESPN. That drives me crazy. If you want to promote sports, you should do it the right way. But I will say, for the betterment of the sport, I think getting on ESPN, having eyeballs, people... I mean, you know, back in the day when the NHL was on ESPN, um, ESPN 2 mostly, I guess... uh, I used to just turn on Sports Center and just watch it, and just oh me too. You know, it'd be it'd be late at night, and I'd say, ah, whatever. There's nothing on. You know, maybe Fresh Prince of Bel Air is on Channel Six, but Sports Center's on, and they're running it all night. I'm just gonna watch Sports Center, and I'd stay up and just watch that. And I know there are still people to this day who do that. And the minute hockey left uh, ESPN, I stopped doing that because it was just. 
they're not going to talk about the NHL, so I'm not going to fucking watch it because I don't care what the Indiana uh, uh, the Indiana Pacers did tonight. So, you know, and that's all the the, the top pilots are going to be your dunks from the NBA. So, I I I 100% agree in the fact that ESPN needs to do a better job of promoting the sport. But what has NBC Sports done since they've taken over, whether it's OLN or Versus or NBC Sports Network, that makes you say, oh, well, you know, they're moving to ESPN. They're going to get undercovered because they're already not covered enough on NBC Sports. And I'm not just saying because NBC Sports isn't a staple for sports fans. I'm saying that even though the fact that NBC Sports has the rights to the NHL right now, they still, to me, don't do enough to cover the sport. We see the, oh, well, here's the games going on tonight. And, you know, uh, we've, we're covering this game and this game on the East Coast. But what about the nights they don't have the NHL? It's bullshit sports that none of us care about. So Mecham auto only, auctions. Even, yeah. <laughs> even if the even if ESPN goes back to the way they did things, you're still gonna get more eyeballs on the sport, which at the end of the day is what we want. We want the sport to be more promoted. I I I I agree with the eyeballs on the sport thing, but I think I think a lot of fans are okay. Setting themselves up for, I guess it's the the idea of being on ESPN and the opportunity to have all of this great programming and the opportunity for this major, major, the number one sports network to promote the hell out of the sport that we love and then to just see them not do it the way that they could. And I think that's just disappointing. And I, that was the whole point. When they left ESPN, I was happy. I was like, even though it was a lesser network, I'm like, you know what? I get that station. I'll watch the shit out of it because they're going to have more programming. I mean, granted, the Meekum Options thing with MEC Sports, whatever. But at least the network acted like they cared about it. They ran commercials. They, they, they may not have had as much programming as maybe you – would like to have seen them have like an hour show a night on the NHL or whatever at the end of the evening, which I think NBC sports does. Um, but I, at least that was, that was their, like with versus that was their, the NHL was the thing. Now, granted a lot of people didn't get that network, but it was nice to see a network, even though it wasn't near as popular as ESPN, it was nice to see a network, uh, take the NHL and at least act like they loved it, you know, and, and to to show games and and I just Sports Center bothers me because they love the NBA and for those that love the NBA that's fine, but for hockey fans that don't care about the NBA, Sports Center sucks. It really does right. because that's all they care about. Right, and and I'm I'm in the same boat, you know, as Jeff. You know, I haven't watched Sports Center. I think the only time I have watched Sports Center was when I tried to force myself to join the gym at work, and that was all that was on. Um, yes. And that was <laughs> that was ten years ago. At this point, I, I mean, I, at this point, let's face it, we have a lot more options. You know, when when the NHL was on ESPN, Twitter and YouTube weren't things, right? You couldn't get your your daily, you know 
dose of hockey by just watching YouTube clips. You can do it now. We 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 get our we get our hockey fixed through other areas. I'm not going to go back to watching Sports Center. I it, it just it is not a thing that I do. I don't care enough about the other sports. I'm I'm not I'm not a big fan of uh, NFL football. I'm not a fan of NBA basketball. Um, and I really like I. My, my interest in baseball has completely disappeared at this point in my life. And it's sad because I, I used to be such a diehard baseball fan. Now it's like, you know, I've time for hockey and I've picked up, you know, soccer because it, it time-wise it worked for me and now I'm into it. But I'm not – them going back to ESPN is not going to – get me to start watching sports center again i'm i'm gonna watch the hockey content you know if if they bring back nhl tonight if bucci does nhl tonight i'm gonna oh, watch it yeah right you know that that's the one thing that i i really think that was a big miss for for nbc you know they didn't have a dedicated program you know everything was pushover you know if you want to watch uh extended nhl highlights if they have a game on that night, you'll get some. But otherwise, you gotta flip over to NHL Network. And oh, guess what? I don't get NHL Network now. That's that's one question Most I have. Most people don't. Yeah. If if <laughs> right. NHL if NHL Network, this little thing would tilt the scales for me massively. If NHL Network is part of Hulu now, the next season, then I'm loving this because I refuse. I refuse to pay up a package or two on my cable provider or whatever network, I'm, whatever provider I have for my TV, uh, just to watch initial network. I'm not going to pay an extra whatever it is per month just to watch one more station. Even though I love initial network, I'm not doing it. It's for one station. Uh, it pisses me off that if you want to watch initial network, you got to pay the premium package price for whatever fucking streaming service or cable provider or or dish provider you have, it pisses me off. Um, so, right. But if they're on Hulu, that's different because that's 24-hour hockey programming. Yeah. I mean, yeah. is is ESPN getting, you know, the, the big question because we, we both did the same thing, right? The, the one property that NHL Network has that nobody else in the States carries is the World Juniors. And both of us did the same thing. We got <laughs> we got a free trial to uh, was it Fubo? Yeah. Uh, because you could get that tier to watch NHL Network. And the second that the tournament was over, cancel. Right. Yep. Yeah. It's, know, expensive. It, it, it's expensive. If, if if you know ESPN picks that you know picks up the the World Juniors um, because they're they're doing hockey again, all the better. You know, even if they put it on the Ocho, I'm, I'm gonna watch it. So Kyle Rat, Kylo Rat in the YouTube chat says Spectrum has NHL Network on their five dollar sports pack now. Don't have to upgrade to silver or gold anymore. Is that streaming only, or is that a new thing with Spectrum for their actual cable service? Because for five bucks, I'd I'd pay that for NHL Network. I'd watch the shit out of that for five dollars. Yeah, I, I I think that's their their actual cable package. Wow, that's different than I that I didn't know that. That that is that new? That's got to be fairly new, right? Huh. Well, that, I'll, I'll get into that. Yeah, it, it it must be because yeah, just when we were, you know, looking at what what could we do to get the world juniors, um, 
uh, and you know the the loss of uh, Fox Sports uh, on um, you know YouTube TV. Uh, I was looking at going back to Spectrum, and the the decision it came down to I would have to actually you know rent a box from them again, and decided against doing it. See, I'm I'm in the process, and I've been in the process for the past probably year, year and a half actually, of losing my Spectrum DVRs and going full blown TiVo in my house. I have a TiVo DVR already, and you pay per month for each of these DVRs, and I have one, two, I have two of them. Yeah, I still have two here. So that'd be, I don't know what it is, a five or six, seven, eight bucks a month for each DVR, whatever it is. So if I could just ditch those and then I, that's that's I'm easily pay the five bucks for initial initial network for their with the money I'm saving because hmm. I pay a lot now for cable, which I, 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 I years ago I considered cutting the cord and going you know streaming for everything when your choices were a couple of things two or three things now if you want to watch stuff you got to get like six different streaming packages it's starting to piss me off that that. And I'm just like, you know what? I've I've never switched from cable. I'm just I'm fine where I am. Paying for six streaming packages and it cost me whatever per month, uh, not that far off from what I'm paying now. So I don't know. So so while we're on the subject of ESPN, I just I gotta read this tweet because this is this is just perfect. I think it cap it, it captures so much of uh you know the the lazy american sports fan uh ideology about you know why the nhl will want to go back to espn um this is from connor mckenna the last nhl game ever aired on espn was tampa calgary game seven of the stanley cup final in 2004 i'm looking forward to millions of american viewers next year being impressed that daryl sutter still coaches the calgary flames (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) that's great I haven't checked on NHL in 17 years. Let's go uh, check out the hey, new stuff. Hey, it's Bitter Beer Face. Hey, he's still yeah. there. Yeah, that's funny. Still there. That's <laughs> hilarious. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Uh, um, no, I'll, I'll just add uh, one more thing about about all this is is um, you know I think it, so about about eight years ago and and Bill, you mentioned the thing about being at the gym and Sports Center being on, and it's like, well, fuck, there's nothing else on. I'll just watch Sports Center. So about eight years ago, same thing. I was at the gym, and um, they had their NHL segment on Sports Center, and it was a night where like there was a bunch of stuff happening. Connor McDavid scored like his first NHL hat trick. Well, that was eight years ago, but whatever it was, it was like a bunch of big news happened. They literally ran through it in about two minutes, and it mm-hmm. was just done. Yep. And it was like, whoa. There's a lot of stuff you could have talked about tonight, so it was uh, it was frustrating. And I, you got to think that even with you know the questions of how they covered the sport years ago, and you know how much coverage they really put on the NHL versus the other sports, um, just having a little bit more that two minutes expen- expen- uh, expounded to about four minutes. Five minutes, six minutes, that's more than people are seeing in NBC Sports. And I think that's what's yeah. good for the sport. The, so the, I think the, the biggest barometer for me as to how successful they're, they're really aiming to be is whether 
they go with Barry Melrose as their premier, um, <laughs> you know, personality to talk about hockey. Uh, Barry Melrose is is so irrelevant to the sport of hockey in 2021. He was irrelevant to the sport just, of hockey when he was coaching the Kings. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. You know that. Yeah, it, it, it's it's ridiculous uh, that you know that that they've kept rolling him out. I. If if he's you know if if he has a niche segment somewhere, great. But if if he's going to be the guy that they bring on to break down the games, God, that that you know that he, spells trouble. Do you know what they now, need to do? Come on, they come need to on, give guys. Him, he, they need to give him. He, they need to give him a uh, coach's corner spot, like Don Cherry used to have. Just I a few minutes, just five, just five minutes. Just let him go and do his but, thing, and then just go back to normal normal talk. But come on, Bill. I mean, you're you're really overlooking the fact that he coached the Tampa Bay Lightning for about four and a half minutes. Mm. <laughs> that is true. He yeah. benched Steven Stamkos, and it was, okay, get out of here. You know what? Uh, I mean, Melrose is, I'll give him that he's entertaining, but it's not always in a good way when it comes to hockey talk. Uh, like you said, Bill, irrelevant was a good word. Irrelevant to... Yeah, I mean, do I am I when he's on TV talking? Will I pay attention? I'll look up. I'll, I'll I, it's hockey talk. I'll listen to it. But yeah, uh, surely he'll be part of something on the network. He's gonna be. Kurt, I'm 100 percent with you. I think I think a coach's corner spot, like a Saturday night game. You know, you have whatever you want to call it. You know, hockey night in the U.S. or whatever. You um. You, you give him a spot in the intermissions to talk about whatever's big in the NHL. Boom, that's it. That's that's all you need from him at this point. Because him and Don I'm all Cherry, about Steve Levy. Him him and Don Steve, Cherry are, you know, they're not that far. Steve apart. Levy, <laughs> Steve Levy, and Butcher Gross give me that all day. I I will hook that to my veins. I'm, yeah, I'm, in. Yeah. And I don't know, you know, I don't know what, uh, what, you know, I, Ferraro's got a pretty good contract up in Canada, but f- fuck, hook up Butcher Grass with Ferraro. Chicken Parm, bring him Ooh. in. Bring him into studio. That friend would be beautiful. Of, friend of the show. Yeah. Friend, friend of the show, of the Chicken show. Parm. Ray Ferraro, friend of the show. I guess we're already in uh, Rapid Fire Hockey Tidbits. So we've been talking about it for a while. Um, also, uh, around the league, draft lottery changes are being proposed. The NHL is proposing changes to the draft lottery that would see teams limited to, to no more than two lottery wins in a five-year period. Teams only allowed to jump 10 spots with a lottery win and a reduction in the number of picks decided by lottery from three to two. So they're looking to change things, I think, based on the way uh, things happened, panned out last year. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I'm sure Adam Gold will have thoughts in the YouTube right. or Facebook that, chat. It's the first thing I thought of was that not yep. the goal plan. <laughs> yeah, the goal the plan, goal people. Plan? Yeah, where is it? Wow. Uh, as, speaking of Adam Gold, he adds in the Facebook chat, uh, holy dot, 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 McKinnon had 10 shots on goal tonight. He played tonight? I thought he was, I didn't think he was going to play. Apparently he played and he had ten shots on goal. Huh. I thought I'm gonna he was trust hurt. Adam. Okay. No, I I for some reason I was thinking he was hurt. Okay. Golly, ten shots. Uh Patrick Kane counts to a thousand. You shared this, Jeff. That is <laughs> that is one of the weirdest things. The Blackhawks, the Blackhawks 
social media team posted this. Uh, they had Kane do a counts to a thousand, like counting sheep kind of a thing uh, to put you to sleep. A real, uh, 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 what's the word, tantric um, kind of a uh, sleepy voice, a soothing voice to help you relax and go to sleep. And he just counts to a thousand. <laughs> So it's for so those of you listening obscure. live, I'm po- I'm posting it in both chats right now. Yeah, it's very. I mean, because it's funny because last night my wife and I were just sitting there and and I saw this and I'm like, this is hilarious. And I I started playing it. She's like, what the hell are you listening to? And I'm like, it's Patrick Kane. He's he's counting to a thousand. Don't you want to hear it? And so in the <laughs> middle of the night, later, like I even said, I go later in the night. I'm gonna play this while you're sleeping. <laughs> and we we were we were both laying in bed. She was I could tell she was about maybe three minutes from passing out and I just I just went to like a random spot in the line and he was at like six thirty two <laughs> and and I just played it six thirty two six thirty three six thirty four and she turns around and she goes, Will you turn fucking Patrick Kane off? I don't want to hear his voice right now. <laughs> you hear that? Mm-hmm. It's Just go through. to a random spot. Yeah, go to a random <laughs> spot. Three hundred thirty-one. <laughs> Three hundred thirty-two. <laughs> Three hundred thirty-three. Three hundred thirty-four. It's that. It's, that's. <laughs> It, it, I'm not sure what I expected, but that's that's what it is. And it I, literally is him counting to a thousand. What the hell, man? Only that. Uh, yeah, uh, counts to a thousand. At the end, he talks about uh, relaxing and <laughs> and good night, Chicago, stuff like that. I, I, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. If if O'Reilly or Bennington were to do that, uh, I'd be all over it. That'd be hilarious. Oh, uh, I this, think this it's is fantastic. So funny. I, 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 and weird. It's no. just so obscure and weird. Yeah. Now, give me Essa Tikkanen doing yes. that. Yes. Oh, oh, man. Now, give me Oscar <laughs> Sunquist. Uh, Tikkanen and his, and his accent. Yeah, love, that, that's that's <laughs> funny. <laughs> and then he was yeah! <laughs> He's not, there's nothing relaxing about his voice. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be actually the anti-Patrick Kane would be. Oh, who? Yeah, um, uh, surely he has a good sense of humor, right? The Oilers should get him to count to a thousand. <laughs> what about what about way. Ovi? Ovi would be pretty awesome. Yeah, would he be as soothing though as Patrick Kane? Cause, no, uh, Kane he did, wouldn't be. Kane but he'd job. be fun to listen to though. Kane oh, he actually job. did. Yeah, I'm shocked. That's the one time I will compliment Patrick Kane. He did a good job counting to a thousand. He can use that on uh, on dates to kind of like uh, hypnotize the women he goes out with with his. Oh, we're what? getting into some dark territory here. No, it's oh oh I wasn't going there. Oh my god, Jeff, what kind of mind do you have? I was just talking like fun, you know. Just hey, who doesn't like someone being hypnotized? That's hilarious. You ever been hypnotized? Yeah, who who hasn't been hypnotized? You guys have been? Hypnotized? I've been hypnotized. Did I you actually? Been, did yes. you actually go under and did? Yeah, you oh, did, yeah. Like, like uh it was uh my senior year of high school we uh oh. the the senior night right what's it called the senior night they had a hypnotist come at the end of the night um in the lock in and uh yeah i i i pissed my girlfriend off because 
every single guy that was hypnotized, they had us dance. They were like, oh, you're going to dance with the prettiest girl you know. And <laughs> every every guy up there said their girlfriend's name. And then they came to me, and they the guy said, uh, so who are you dancing with? And I said, Jennifer Love Hewitt. <laughs> oh, she was not Jennifer. happy. But it's, I mean, it's a celebrity. Is a you know Jennifer Love Hewitt. Uh, you can't really. And she was, she was like number one for my graduating class. Like everybody had a crush on Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah, and the the guys who said the girlfriends were lying. I th- I, yeah, they weren't actually hypnotized. I actually <laughs> <You're right>. was. <laughs> there was in 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 my high school. We had a hypnotist come. It wasn't for senior night or anything. It was like a, I'm not sure what it was for. It was some kind of assembly and like Spirit Week or I don't know some something with that so all the school was in the gym and they pulled out i don't know 10 12 students and some teachers and they hypnotized and you know some took and some didn't so the ones that didn't take they they put back in the crowd and they had some fun with uh, a few that were on stage still but one guy uh they had trouble kind of bringing him back uh at least that was the rumor uh they took him they, they, the, after it was over uh they had issues with which is kind of a weird thing. If I don't know if you, I, I, I've never really looked into the science of being hypnotized or how real that is or what happens. But what I heard is that they had trouble bringing one guy back and he had trouble remembering things after they brought him back. And so he was like in the office with hypnotist, hypnotist for a while. That was weird. Wow. Yeah. That did not he, happen to me. Apparently, he was like, real, like, like, like office space hypnotized, like really deep, you know, and into it. He was just so wow. far gone. Yeah, for <laughs> me, it was the the hypnotist just had to like he snapped his fingers, and I like looked around, and I was like, oh yeah, okay, I was just hypnotized. But then, like, I started remembering like dancing, like you're dancing with the prettiest girl you know. I actually remembered like dancing with Jennifer Love Hewitt. Like in my <laughs> mind, I danced with Jennifer Love Hewitt. It was is so she, weird. Is she here? <laughs> yeah, I was like, where's Jennifer? Where'd she go? <laughs> BFF. Uh, Tom Wilson was suspended seven games for his hit on Brandon Carlo. Good old Tom Wilson. Are you shocked? Nope. <clears throat> seven games. I mean, he's had a seven-game suspension before, I believe. Um, and I... I don't know. It, it's it's Tom Wilson. It should have been more. Should have been ten plus. Oh, am I? Oh, I. Uh, yeah, I. When you asked if I was surprised, I you I I took it that you meant. Uh, am I surprised that he was suspended? I was like, no. I, yeah, I, that's what I meant. Okay. I yeah. The the games. I the games. I would. You know. I I despise. I mean, Tom Wilson's a good player. I just. I've always said with him that he doesn't have to play that way. But he just doesn't know how to hit people, uh, the right way. He just doesn't doesn't do it right. And he gets busted all the time, so yeah, it should have been it should have been more games for him. I agree. Uh, Walter Gretzky passed away on March fourth at the age of eighty two. He suffered a hip injury three weeks prior, um, battled Parkinson's for a while. So uh, the hockey uh, the hockey uh, community mourns Wayne Gretzky's father passing away. It uh, I saw a cool. Um, uh, comic of Walter Gretzky just holding a hose filling up a backyard rink with wings on his back like he was in heaven you know doing it for the kids up there that was kind of cool I like that I uh, it, uh, Bill you of all people might have seen this uh, Waking Up Wally did you ever see that um, 
no, I, I, I knew about it, but, but I didn't, uh, I never got around to, to checking so it out. It's definitely so on for the those list don't, now. Yeah. So for those that haven't seen it, it's, um, it's a, I think it was a Canadian, uh, TV broadcast. It was like made for TV movie. Um, and it was called waking up Wally and it was about, uh, basically Walter Gretzky, um, and his, and, and Wayne, obviously Wayne playing in the NHL and, uh, Walter kind of struggling with Parkinson's and even forgetting his son at one point and like trying to get back to a point where he could remember his life. And, um, it, you know, it's a little cheesy. It's a, it's an early two thousands TV movie in Canada. So it's, you know, I'm not saying the production values, you know, phenomenal, but it does give you a little insight into who Walter Gretzky was. So if you can find that on, I, I should probably look it up for the show, but if it's on a streaming service, um, you know, definitely look that one up. Uh, Waking Up Wally is what it's called. Um, just a, a good idea of who Walter Gretzky was. And from all accounts, I mean, obviously, Wayne Gretzky grew up to be a, a wonderful man, a guy who gives to charity, a guy who, you know, cares about the sport more than anything else in his life except maybe his own kids um obviously learned that from somebody so uh what yeah walter gretzky the greatest hockey dad of all time from from all accounts uh sad to see him pass he uh they still lived in the same house that they did when when yeah. was when was growing up they didn't never moved all the money that Wayne gretzky earned throughout his career uh, could have bought his parents a bigger, nicer house, and they just they stayed in the same place, same town, same house. Uh, Pang, Darren Pang, said he he went to the house a number of years ago, and uh, interviewed him or something, and uh, or just a visit. I'm not sure what the purpose of the visit was, but uh, said he looked out the kitchen window at the backyard where they used to watch, you know, Wayne play in the back rank. So he said it was kind of surreal, pretty cool. Yeah, I uh, I, I think I heard a story a couple of years ago. It might have been somebody else of Wayne Gretzky offering to buy them a new house when he got a big payday from the Kings of the Oilers. And uh, they just said, no, this is where we raised you. We don't want to leave. I respect the hell out of that. They, they lost they lost their mom uh, about 10 years ago, right? I, I can't remember the exact yeah, year, it was well back. but yeah. So yeah, they, they both apparently said like, no, we, we want to stay here. This is where we raised our kids. And uh you know, we're happy to stay, which I can relate to. We keep trying to get my mom to move out of her house. And she says, no, this is where I raised my kids. I ain't leaving. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I know that one too. <laughs> um, so after the show, uh, I don't know. There's some folks that might be in the discord server. Um, let's go blues.com slash discord D I S C O R D. Um, I don't know if you guys are going to hop in there. I might hop in for a little bit just to see if anyone's in there. I will. Uh, uh, yeah. So. Yep. Um, so we, uh, some of us uh, will be in there. Um, so if you want to go check that out, let's go blues.com slash discord. If you're not already a member, if you are just to uh, open a scored and hang out for a little bit. Uh, I guess that'll wrap this show up guys. I'm going to shower first, but I will join you in discord. Okay. All right, you should shower. No, no, we're gonna we're gonna hold you to your YouTube comment. You're gonna be on Discord in the shower. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, no video this week though. I, I don't want to get. Yeah, I won't. I won't turn on. I won't turn on video. But to make our Discord server <laughs> private. 
<laughs> uh, we want to keep it public if we can. Uh, all right. So uh, support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming products. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code LGB. There's gold at the end of the rainbow with Manscaped. And by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidlife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidlife.com. And get 10% off by texting Dustin at 636-393-8745. And tell him, let's go lose radio sent you. That's text only with that number, 636-393-8745. And by Centerize Brewery, St. Louis's hockey-themed brewery. Visit Centerize Brewery today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or to make a reservation in their awesome tap room. While you're there and enjoying a number of their fantastic beers, you can admire the bar top and tables made of authentic arena wood. Located at 3126 Olive Street in Midtown St. Louis, it's one of the best places to watch a blues game. That's centerizebrewery.com. Please drink responsibly. That will wrap up episode 26 of season 9 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed them as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, let's go Blues. Go Habs, go. Let's go Blues. Let's go Blues. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. (laughs) St. Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The Blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend.